It is the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. What are you talking about? No, it's not him. There's only one more. There is only one more. There is, that's, that's it. One more. Get it right. No. They saw your team put up zero effort. Wake up. Remember in the old days they used to have oxygen for them. Where's the oxygen? They play like absolute just garbage. <laughs> this, this is the Sports Loud Mouth. Yay! Man, can you keep it down? I'm trying to introduce here. With Errol Marks, Speedy Petey, and Josh, Josh Silverberg. Silverberg. You're not even a has-been. You're a never was. You're a never was. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Sports Loud Mouth. I'm your host, Daryl Marks, my co-host, Joshua Little J. Silverberg, and obviously Speedy, Mr. Tidy Whitey Petey. Remember, you can listen to our show every single Wednesday and Thursday at 9 p.m. Remember, you can go to our website at www.worldwidesportsradio.com. Download our app at uh, iOS, WWSRN, or Android, Worldwide Sports Radio Network. I want to apologize to all the fans why we started a little bit late. I was on a conference call, but we are here, and we're going to go and do our, uh, a full two hours worth of show. At uh, 10.30, we're going to have our special guest, Mark Everett Kelly, uh, from the Alabama TV show. So he's going to be joining us. We'll talk a little sports, some college sports, some NFL sports, and all the other sports. We'll get we'll get in uh, with uh, Mark on uh, Mark Kelly. Anyways, what's going on, Josh? How are you? I'm doing good, guys. Can't complain. Just sitting here watching the Mets, watching the Yankees, Yay. watching the playoffs, NHL going on. There's a lot happening right now. The NBA, the play-in stuff. Uh, I saw some people insulting the Spurs in the first quarter, and uh, that's why basketball is basketball, because it's a game of runs. You can't quit after the first quarter. So people need to learn that Mm -hmm. the hard way. But I'm doing good, guys. Speedy, what's going on, man? Interesting for me. Shout out to Mark. He actually had us, as well as Ryan Hickey, on on his show in Alabama over the weekend on on Sunday. It played on Monday. So shout out to Mark and Gerard at at his network as well. So... uh, why are you so boring? Both of you, just so damn boring. Why don't Why, you? Put, I, I was praising. You're, you're I was just, praising. You're just Mark. boring. I, I, I thought I'm something. Sorry, next time I'll, something next time I'll exciting. Out, everybody will get excited. Something oh, exciting Please from don't. you two boring people. I mean, nothing exciting with I'll you just, guys. Hang my I was, nut out. I'll remind everybody of Errol's face. How does that sound? Uh, that sounds better than what garbage <laughs> you come out with. Oh, well, hello, well, everybody. Hey, listen, you asked me how I'm doing. I'm sitting here watching the playoffs. What do you Yay. want me to say? Yay. Okay, Did you hear that, problem? everybody? Josh doesn't shut up, and he's watching the playoffs, which every single sport playoffs. fan is doing that. Uh, so good for them. Anyways. Um, by the way, how did you guys like my— Could I speak for a second, or are you going <laughs> to just cut me off every time I speak? Anyways, how how did you guys like my birthday party? My I loved birthday it. Bench? I loved it. It was great. It was great. To, great to see your friends again. They they exactly. certainly they certainly enjoyed my presence again. Uh, I got a shout out from from Cleveland up front, which I was I was surprised at, but I'll take it. Definitely lively and a lot of fun. Well, I, I, 
I, th- I thought it was relaxing, very different vibe. I enjoyed it, had a great time, and the food was awesome, by the way. The food was excellent, so kudos to the pizza place you you, you told me about, so I'm going to definitely go there in the future for sure. And <laughs> the Car- pizza joint, Car- Stefano. Carl, Carl wanted to ask, uh, how wrecked did you get, <laughs> Errol? <laughs> how wrecked did I get? Uh, well, I wasn't wrecked wrecked, but I was wrecked enough. But, again, I like to have fun, and if anybody doesn't know me or haven't gone out and on a party with me, you would know the difference on who I am and what I'm capable of doing. I am, I'm a funny drunk. I'm a funny person when it comes to me getting messed up. But all in all, I, I like to have fun. My friends know I like to have fun, and that's why they like to celebrate. So we, ha- we rented out a boat, and we had live DJs on the boat. It was, it was a great time. I thought the DJs could have spun a little bit better music, but all in all – uh, besides that, everything went uh, a lot better than I thought it was going to go, especially planning it in two weeks. I want to thank my uncle for coming out, uh, my family, and my sister, and uh, my sister's pregnant. She came out and had a good time. She didn't drink. She didn't do anything to get herself into trouble. So anyways, we got a great show lined up for you. We have Mark Riggle, who uh, actually friended me today. Um, I'm very happy. He's he's. This is the first time him listening to our show, so we're gonna have some fun with Mark. If Mark's still tuning in, he tunes in for the whole show. Uh, I expect him to really enjoy the content that we we spit out and we we give to the fans. But uh, first things first, we're gonna go into the NBA and the NBA playoffs, and obviously the playing games, which everybody was so excited for. And I think uh, th- the one thing Adam Silver got right was this uh, to me. Uh, it was so very important to get this. Uh, I thought this should have happened two, three years ago, having these playing games, because it gives the players and the team something to play for. If you're a 10th or an 11th seed, or you're, uh, you know, if you're a 10th or 11th seed, you got to be a play-in. So it, being that you're, if you're a higher seed, if you're the uh, the ninth or 10th seed, if you lose the first play-in series, you can actually still play in and try to make uh, as a as a twelfth seed or a third or or eleventh seed, so I like the evaluation on how the NBA kind of brought this for, to fruition. I also think uh, with the NBA doing this, a lot of other teams I'm, I'm not other teams, other leagues will copycat this. The NHL being one of them, I think the NHL should definitely look at the way the NBA has really put this together and maybe put their little um, I guess you can their little. I don't know. difference. No, you and your stupid words. I mean, their own thought to it, okay? Their own thought process to it. But I think Gary Bettman did a very good job last year on putting it together with the playoffs. And I thought the NHL won last year. As much as everybody said, who cares who won the Stanley Cup last year because nobody's going to give them any credit. The Lightning won the Stanley Cup, which the Beef was one of those idiots that said that, yeah, by okay. the way. Okay, Beef. Um, but I thought the NHL was played very, very well. I, th- I thought it was very well put together last year. And I think the NHL won in last year's playoffs. But this year, I think the NBA is winning right now. I think Adam Silver, you have a playing game with Steph Curry tonight and LeBron James. What's better than that? guys what's better than that yeah i mean go for it speedy i was gonna say it's it definitely puts an interesting twist on it when you especially in the western conference which you see has been very deep over the years a lot of these teams that are really good teams just missing out on the playoffs and imagine if you didn't have the playing game you'd see a team like the like the grizzlies who electrifying young team a team like the spurs with greg popovich who they've been consistently in the playoffs for a while just missing out so they've made it work very creative with it again again 
whether it works for long term is to, still to be determined. But these games have definitely been very interesting. The format's definitely been very interesting. And it definitely puts some pressure on teams towards the end of the year to actually win these tight games now at the end of the regular season, too, rather than just trying to pack it in and just say, all right, we're the five seed. We'll just see who we play. Now they actually have to try to play and earn that spot. This is in it. This for, for, for everybody did not doesn't think that this is going to continue going on for year in and year out. The NBA is going to love this. Everybody is loving this play in game uh, situation. So I don't think this is going anywhere. I think this is going to be uh, implicated into the NBA and the playoffs moving forward. I think this is the perfect scenario for them, right? You're getting players, as Speedy said, they're playing for something. They're not just going to sit guys out for the last two or three weeks and say, okay, that's it. We're the seven seed. We know we're, we we're going to play the Brooklyn Nets. That's the end of that. Here, say, I mean, like you said, I, I, the NHL did it right last year. They killed it with the qualifying stuff and everything like that. And to me, the NHL playoffs, in my opinion, is the best playoff. I, 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 you may want to do – I don't care if you agree. To, in my eyes, in my opinion – that's the best playoff. The overtime games that could last till one o'clock in the morning. It's the best anything out. It's better than anything out there. They need to stick to this. I don't care. And of course, you're gonna. You heard what LeBron James said. Oh, it's BS that we have to do this stupid playing game. Blah 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 blah. Well, listen. This is the problem. And also, you do load management, right? This brings load management into into play because that's the thing. Coaches aren't going to want to do load management as much anymore because now they're going to want to win these games because they're not going to want to have to sacrifice these players having to play an extra game in the series, a tough game. Like the Lakers are supposed to be one of the favorites in this in the in the playoffs, right? That's that's what everybody assumed. And that Andre Drummond signed here. They have Anthony Davis back, LeBron James. They were assumed that was going to be it. The Lakers are winning the they're going to the they're going to the finals. And now they're here sitting here playing a playing game against a hot Steph Curry and the Golden State Warriors. And to me, it's not going to be a pushover. Bull hog. Mr. Bull hog. That's what he is. Well, I understand that. But look, I, I agree with you. He is as overrated as it could be. But at the same time, if not for him, I, I mean, like the Warriors. <laughs> I mean, he was this last week and a half. If not for him, they don't win any of these games. But to me, Instead of the Lakers just going in there, being a five seed or being a six, even a seven seed, they could have played who? The Phoenix Suns in the first round, which they still could, mm-hmm. and they probably will win that series. They have to earn their right to win that series now, to get that game. And if they lose tonight, they're playing They're playing for their playoff lives tomorrow. That's brutal I mean, if they lose crazy, tonight, too. It's brutal if they lose tonight, too, because that's another game added to a team that already just they won exactly. the finals. So that's even more games on LeBron and Anthony Davis, especially coming back from the injuries like they did, too. So that's going to be very tough on the Lakers if they have to, have to go through another game just to even get into a playoff spot. And then they've got to go play the Utah Jazz at that altitude, that, uh, that home, tough home court. But you see, this is all about the low management situation, right? We all we, we, we complain about it. And there's also something I wanted to bring up later that um, – if you don't mind, later on, I know we'll talk about it. It's with the Knicks and what Stephen A. Smith said the other day about the Knicks and free Who cares and what Stephen A. Smith says? Well, I, hey, listen. I heard if, what he said. He's a moron. If we're going to talk about what Kwame Brown said, then, I mean, it's, it's you know, it's a hit. News is news. And it's – We're going to talk about Kwame Brown because I think he's absolutely right. And Gilbert Arenas is a jerk off. And so is uh, uh, Stephen, Stephen Jackson. Not Stephen A., Stephen Jackson. Well, Stephen A. was pretty insulting. <laughs> Because wow. Stephen A. Smith is friends with Stephen Jackson, that's why he he went at he went at Kwame Brown. Kwame Brown had every right to stick up for himself. Why are they bringing up his name? Who cares if he was a bust? You know how many busts are in the NBA? Oh, I can name that. a bunch. Uh, Markel Fultz, uh, by the way, 
Mr. Matty Katz, who thought he was going to be so great. He's a bust. Okay, so everybody thought Zion Williams is going to be Williamson is going to be a bust. Look how great he is. So I'm so tired of listening to what people have to say. They're all jerk offs. They don't know what the hell they're talking about. And Stephen well, A. Smith, he's an eight million man, million dollar man. How many people lost their jobs while this guy is putting eight million dollars into his pocket? Kiss my well, ass. I was gonna I was gonna ask you guys this. I mean, because I brought it up now really quick, and we'll get back to the playoffs and everything like that. But the re- the thing that came out was Stephen A. Smith said, and I think it's such garbage. He said that free agents aren't going to want to play for the Knicks because he thinks Tom Thibodeau is going to be the reason. Because a lot of these players who like to have load power. management, a la like Kawhi Leonard and those guys, don't want to listen to a guy like Thibodeau. And who if that's cares? the case, then they're soft. Okay, so Phil Jackson, okay, who was uh, supposedly not a player's coach, as everybody known, everybody uh, the only only people that loved him were the great players. Shaquille O'Neal, yeah. Kobe Bryant, Michael Jordan, Scottie it's Pippen, Dennis Rodman. All the other players didn't like him. Okay, so why why was it that Phil Jackson got all the players that he wanted to win those championships? It's a crock of you know what. Stephen A. Smith always tries to find something to attack the situation, to really stir up media and press coverage. To me, Stephen A. Smith is just trying to sell sell himself or sell something that's going into his pocket. Uh, okay, so I'm so tired of listening to Stephen A. Smith. As far as I'm concerned, Tom Thibodeau to me is the coach of the year. It's either him or Monte uh, Monte Monty Williams. Monty Williams. Williams won it. Yeah, yeah, Monty Williams. Those are the only two guys that you can fight that was coach of the year. As far as I'm concerned, and the Utah and the Utah Jazz coach, he, he, he's had a fa- he had a fantastic season too, but. Um, as far as I'm concerned, what you see what's going on with the NBA, I think the NBA is definitely excited about how it's moving forward. It's going to hit so many good ratings. Tonight, the LeBron James and Steph Curry uh, game, that, that the ratings are going to be off the charts tonight. Did you for see that last game. night's game? Last night's game, Celtics-Wizards trumped any regular season game ratings-wise since their opening night of the season. Wow. That Celtics-Wizards. Think about that for a second. And, the, and I mean, you couldn't tell me, you, you couldn't give me two more boring teams to play against one another than those two. And those two are going to get the ratings. Imagine what LeBron and Curry are going to get tonight. But it, it's great. It, I like what they're doing. I, I I don't know. If, are we going to do a playoff prediction for every series, or is that going to be tomorrow's show? I don't know. We probably should wait after the we'll, play-in games. We'll do it. Yeah. We'll do it tomorrow. But okay, because yeah. I'm curious what you hear, what you what you think of what Nate McMillan said today. It was quite fascinating. I Nate could McMillan care less said. what Nate McMillan says too. Okay, all well, these all these coaches to fix it for the Knicks. That's I'm sorry, what, he what did he says? He says that the he says that he he knows that the NBA wants to see the Knicks do well, and in my in my opinion, I say to myself, okay, well, if the NBA wanted to see the Knicks do well, how come the Knicks didn't win the lottery when Zion was uh, right. was there and the Knicks got the third pick in the draft? Hold, hold, hold on, hold on, hold well, on. The Knicks were bad for 15 years. Hold on. Why were the Knicks trying to – where were you trying to see the Knicks do well? Hold on, hold on. Nate McMillan <laughs> is now coming up with his uh, – what, what, what do we call this? What do we call this? Uh, what do they call this? What spe- uh, skepticism? I don't. What, what's the word, guys? Come on, making Come on, up things. You're the dictionary. Making, making up words or making up things and stories. Um, conspiracy, conspiracy theories. theories. Conspiracy theories. He, that's perfect. That's perfect. Nate McMillan is is creating conspiracy theories to kind of try to draw some kind of physical attraction or try to get the referees to go on his side. So, there so are the, the favorites in Vegas. 
I, I again, he thinks that the he thinks that the NBA wants the Knicks to win and make it to the second round, which I think is a crock of you know what because the Knicks have been because the Knicks have been terrible for the last twenty years. The Knicks haven't been good. They, they haven't made it to the final since ninety nine. Let's do the math here. That's twenty one years ago. Twenty one years ago. The last time the Knicks played in a playoff series was eight years ago in two thousand thirteen. Okay. It's a crock of you-know-what, and Nate McMillan should just shut his mouth. Go back to Seattle. Go back to wherever you coach, the Pacers, and now you're coaching over here. I mean, he's Why? a good coach, McMillan. Oh, he's a, coach. He, I don't care. Why is he a great coach? Because he took Atlanta to the playoffs? I, I didn't say great. I said he's a good coach. He's what makes good. him good? Tell me what makes him he good. He was good in Portland. I thought he was good in Portland. He had a nice job with the Trailblazers. Did he lose his job? Really did he lose his job? Did he, did he lose his job in Portland? Every coach loses their job. That's bull. That's not true. Because how many coaches we've seen have kept that? Lenny Wilkins kept his job in Atlanta for how many years? 13 years. Uh, Phil Jackson. Hold on. You said everybody gets fired. Phil Jackson, he walked away from Chicago, went to L.A., and then he left, and he walked away from L.A. He didn't get fired. He left. Pat Riley. Oh, why did he leave the Knicks? Because he wasn't getting the GM job. He went to Miami. Is he he was the coach slash GM. Now he's the GM. He never got fired. To me, it's not it, you get fired because you didn't do your job or you lost your voice in the locker room. Okay. Nate Probably McMillan lost his voice in the locker room. Nate McMillan is not a good coach in my eyes. I think he's an overrated coach who has bounced back and forth to different teams. Larry Brown, okay? Let's go to Larry Brown and his success. Larry Brown didn't become successful until he went to Detroit. Okay, he was never successful. He he was on the 76ers. He did well with the 76ers. He went to two, I think, one championship or two championships. Yeah, one championship with Iverson. Whatever. What? How many? He didn't win with the 76ers. No, no. Okay, so he didn't win until he went to Detroit. So as good as he was, a Hall of Fame coach, was he really that great of a coach? The answer is no. Okay, there are very his tenure wasn't great. There's no. (laughs) No, because because to me, I, I don't look at excellent coaches or great co- great coaches. There's either good or not good. Okay, so how many good coaches are in the NBA right now? Four, three, really? Four. That's it. The rest, yeah. the rest are eh. There, it, it all predicates to how We're how good your players Steve are. Kerr in that category, no, right? no, because Tom okay. Thibodeau, look. When you, when you have a coach that can go to a team that was not even a playoff team, was one of the worst teams in the NBA, and he makes them a playoff team, that's a good coach, okay? That's Greg a good Popovich. coach. Greg Popovich is a good coach. Mm-hmm. He can go to any other team and make them a playoff contender. Eric Spolstra? Yes. Spolstra is a good coach. Yes. Who else? Who else could you put uh, on that I would list? say Quinn Snyder's I on the, in that Steven. list. Snyder like... is just a first-time thing with him. No, he's been good the last three or four years. Oh, give me a break. He's, he hasn't done it long enough. Snyder is not a good coach. He's, an, uh, he's, he's a subpar coach, good, a decent coach. I, 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 Monty Williams did it. And nice by the job. way, Carl says Tom Thibodeau get fired. Yes, he did get fired because he lost, the, he lost his voice. He lost Minnesota, he, and Minnesota had a lot of problems with it because Chicago. they had a lot of immature He lost his voice. Players, right? He lost his voice. But look, when Tom Thibodeau went to those teams, how about this? Who was running the defense when the Celtics won the championship? Mm-hmm. Tom Thibodeau. Tom Thibodeau. You ask anybody, who was the mastermind of those championship Celtic teams? Tom Thibodeau was. It wasn't Doc Rivers. It was Tom Thibodeau. When you, when you talk about the Bulls, when he went to the Bulls, were they any good? Were they nope. any good? Nope. No, they weren't. He made them a playoff contending team. Okay, when he went to Minnesota, they were good. They had a very good talent. He just shouldn't have been the GM. He's not a GM. He should have never been the GM. Still, the only time they made the playoffs though is when he was coaching there. 
But again, my arguments here is uh, we can go back and forth with this. There are good coaches and there are okay coaches. And then, by the way, read what Carl's saying, Speedy. Yeah, I'm wait- I was waiting for you to get, go ahead. Uh, get done. Read uh, it up. All right. Uh, so first, Snug says, uh, does anyone care if the Spurs or Grizzlies win? Just They're go through it before you answer. Nowhere fast. Carl says, Pacers putting up 140 points. Crazy. Funny how LeBron loved it early in the season, then criticized it recently. Yes. Uh, Snug says, breaking Steph Curry wins the 2020-2021 MVP. He says, the shimmy is the secret to his sex- success. Uh, Carl says, <laughs> Steven Jackson did apologize for that. Uh, Alex Lowe's says, thoughts on the Tampa Bay Lightning management, how the team's looking currently. Carl says, Lightning dangerous at power again. Power play scary. Good. Snug says, eight, putting $8 million in your pocket, never a bad idea. Stephen A. Smith is my cousin. No, we know that's a joke, Snug. Carl says, the Spurs are done. Carl says, bad for 15 years. You must be rounding down. I think referring to the Knicks. Alex says, just read them, and then ske- we can answer them. Skeptics. Snug says, you told Speedy not to use his words. Carl says Nate McMillan is a good coach. No, he's not. Uh, Alex says Josh quit spreading rumors. Snug says every coach gets fired. Belichick got fired from the Cleveland Browns. Carl says he's got the, that Detroit team to win in the title. Come on, Errol. Uh, Carl says Tibbs got fired, though. And Jeff says, just says one much of Tibbs' genitals. Errol could fit in his mouth. He's certainly trying to fit the entire thing now. Carl says, but Errol, you said any coach who gets fired isn't good. First of all, and, and okay, so you want me to correct my wording for you, Carl, so it makes you happy? Here, here's, the, here's the best way to correct my wording on, on coaching. If you get fired, if you get fired and you go to different organizations and you make them better, you're a good coach. Nate McMillan, he went to plenty of teams. Did he make them great? No. Okay, he didn't make them great. He made them subpar good teams. I don't think Nate McMillan's a good coach. You might think he is. Good for you. I'm not arguing your points if you think Nate McMillan's a good coach. My argument here is when I look at, I think there are four to five great coaches in the NBA, and the rest are, eh, they're they're all right, okay? Uh, A coach that can change an organization, that can make the organization better. That's where where I think a good good coach is defined, okay? When you could pick a coach, you could put a coach to any other team, any organization, he makes them better. That's where I say a coach. And, Jeff, why are you bringing up the Jets? This we're not even talking about the Jets, and you're bringing up the Jets, you idiot. You're you're jackass. That's what you are. Anyways, but uh, as far as Steve Kerr, Steve Steve Kerr Kerr is not a good coach. He's not a good coach. If you put Steve Kerr on the Knicks before Tom awesome. Thibodeau, are they a playoff team? No. Are they a playoff not even team? close. Okay. They're, they're, tar- they're a terrible team. The only reason why Steve Kerr still has a job is because Steph Curry has his head so far up his ass. Okay? <laughs> That's about it. All right? So I don't think Steve Kerr is a great coach. No, I don't. There's five to four good coaches in the NBA. Just in hockey, too. Hockey, I would say there's six. There are six good coaches in, in the NHL right now. And the rest are, eh. You know what I mean? Talk about a sport that gets – coaches get fired all the time in hockey, too. And they, they find jobs quickly. It shows that it's very hard to hold it in hockey just with the way that parity is. But in referring to your Steve Kerr point, Carl – you're, any coach that's gifted that kind of team is just a puppet for it. It's not a good coach. Same kind of thing with Tyron Lue. Tyron Lue's a terrible coach. He wouldn't do well if he didn't have all these super teams that he was coaching. If you put Tyron Lue on the, on the Knicks, they're probably the worst team in the NBA. 
And by the way, Jeff says the Knicks are garbage. Okay, the Knicks are garbage. Where are your Celtics, by the way? Oh, that's right. They had a playing game. And by the way, who knocked them out? Uh, and not, not, when they, they had, The Celtics had a chance to knock the Knicks out of the fourth spot. Oh, by the way, who won the last game of the season? Oh, that was the Knicks. Okay? So the only garbage team right now is your Celtics who are playing the Brooklyn Nets. Good luck on that one. Good luck on that one. So, and I, what are you going to say? Overtime right now. And he's going to make excuses. Well, they don't have Jalen Brown. <laughs> I give me a break. I, it's it's a crock of you know what, Jeff. And you want to say the Knicks are garbage? Fine, the Knicks are garbage. A garbage team that was one of the worst teams in the NBA last year, and they're a fourth seed in the NBA right now in the Eastern Conference. So, what does that tell you? That doesn't tell you they're garbage. They're one of the top four teams in the Eastern Conference. So, <laughs> define garbage. Here's the da- define garbage. Your coach. Brad Stevens, who should be fired at the end of the season, which they're going to keep him because he, they, every, everybody knows whoever the Celtics bring back next is probably going to be Danny Ainge coaching the team because he can't find a he can't find a big man. So you know what he's going to do? He's going to wind up trying to play like a big man and go and coach. So Carl says uh, easy on that statement, Speedy, because Phil Jackson was gifted a lot of talent. Okay, yeah, yeah. Phil Jackson obviously he did it with so many different teams, won eleven rings. There's a big difference between that and somebody. How many coaches won eleven wins? Right. So there's a difference between that. And somebody who's just a figurehead. Like I a, said, wings, not rings. <laughs> wings. <laughs> you probably won those too. But I, I there's a difference. There's a difference, right Carl, now. in uh, in that in a figurehead coach like Steve Kerr or Tyron Lue or something like that. These guys are just player coaches. That LeBron wanted Lue. He wanted David Blatt fired or whatever that whole story was. Whether it was him or Kyrie, whatever it is. Um, but there's a difference between that kind of thing and. Phil Jackson, who was a great coach no matter what he was, with all different players, all different teams, and did a great job. And first of all, he says, Carl says, Kerr has three rings. Yeah, I would have three rings too if I was coaching Kevin Durant, <laughs> Steph Curry, Draymond Green, and Clay Thompson. Oh, and by the way, Andre Iguodala too at the prime of his career. Cousins, uh, Give me uh, a break. Cousins. I mean, they didn't win that year. With Speedy Cousins, could have coached that no, team. To win a you imagine if he was healthy? I'm saying, Speedy. yeah, right. No, you're right because he was one of the best players in that NBA Finals. And yeah, then Jeff says, "Errol's opinions are as reliable as Ryan Shazier's legs." Thank you. Oh, thanks geez. a lot. Thank you very much. But um, by the way, Carl says Jordan O lyrics uh, said he wanted Phil, and then not a good argument, Speedy. And then Jordan only said he wanted Jackson, and then. Carl says, just like LeBron. Yeah, but again, what I'm saying, Carl, is Phil Jackson did it with the Lakers, too. Again, they traded for Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant, remember, was a middle of the first round draft pick. He wasn't this, like, he was a top prospect out of high school, yes, but he wasn't, you didn't expect him to be that. He wasn't a number one pick type. No, he wasn't. Uh, Shaq, Shaq, they signed as a free agent later, but again, they had to, Phil Jackson had to make those other players work, too. It wasn't just the stars that got those teams to work. The Derek Fishers, the Robert Horries when he was there, guys like that, that really they made work in L.A. And same thing with Chicago. Luke Longley and Tony Kukoc, who congratulations to him, just got inducted Ron into Hall of Fame. Yep. Brand, right. those they had to make those guys work. It was a defensive system, too, that really <laughs> that Phil Jackson had in Chicago. Yeah, but you even look, look at even like the, going back to like the, even the Lakers players, like a guy like Lamar Odom and those guys trying to fit them right. in under Phil Jackson. It's just fitting. It's making the depth. That's the thing. We always talk about the main guys, right? We talk about with Jordan and Pippen on the Bulls, and we talk about the Lakers, Shaq, and Kobe. But it was also a lot of the depth pieces that were very helpful to them. Yes, they also got Pau Gasol later on. But Phil getting there helped them get over that hump at winning that championship. Because remember that time when 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 Kobe was there, but Phil left the building, they were horrendous. Same right? thing with Chicago. Right. Chicago couldn't yeah. win a championship until Phil Jackson became the head coach. 
You you know it. In the eighties, it was all about the Detroit Pistons and and their mischievous craziness with Dennis Rodman and uh, Lambeer and and obviously Isaiah Thomas. And then you see the difference of what the league has become and what it was in the eighties and the sixties and the seventies. It, it's transition. I think the game is is different, and you need a good coach to win a championship. Say whatever you want. I I, I know what you're going to say. Well, then Steve Kerr is a good coach. No, because in the NBA. In the NBA, more than ever, and I'm, I'm going to go back on what I, fully what I said. If you have three superstars, dominant superstars, you can win a championship with a bad coach. But if you have two superstars and a good bench and a good team, you need that good coach that's going to put you in the right position to succeed against those three three top star, savvy star teams like the uh, the Golden State Warriors in that time, or even now with the Brooklyn Nets. Right. So it's a different it's a different game now. So if you have two superstars, you need a good coach. If you have one superstar and a bunch of good players, a.k.a. the Raptors, uh, you you look at that team. Right. You, you had a good coach. A Nick coach Nurse that – I'm sorry? That was Nick Nurse. Nick Nurse is a good coach. He's, a, mm-hmm. he's one yeah. of those coaches that I would say in the top five, top six in the NBA right and, now. And, and really quick, this is – and this is the thing that really bothers me with what even like Stephen A. Smith said. Like – Good players won't go to the Knicks because Tom Thibodeau is there and he's running the show and players want to be the man and in charge and everything like that. Okay, that's all well and good. But at the same time, though, you can't tell me superstar players aren't seeing what this guy did with Julius Randle. And you're worried about – you don't – like, I mean, players don't want to go play for Thibodeau because they don't – they're not going to get the load management because Thibodeau is not that kind of guy. And listen, he's not that kind of guy. He demands stuff from his players. That's what he is. He's not a pushover. That's why the Nets didn't hire a big-name coach. They hired Steve Nash. Right. Because let's face it, who really runs that show? It's Kyrie and it's Katie and right. Harden. There's no head coach. And none of us are saying that Steve Nash is a top coach. He's a figurehead for that super team. Same thing uh, with, the, with the Warriors. Steve Kerr's not a coach. Right. Oh, Look and by the, the way, right. Carl, Carl says the Raptors didn't make the playoffs. And you're absolutely right. The Raptors had a lot of injuries this year. And the they Raptors, had to play in Orlando. Too. And the Raptors are trying to trade away their best player at the trade deadline, which they couldn't make a move because he wasn't 100% healthy. That's why the Raptors didn't make the playoffs. The Raptors were and a borderline they playoff didn't, team. They didn't, even, they didn't even play in Toronto this year. They played in Orlando right. the whole which season. I, they didn't even play where they were. They didn't even have home right. field advantage. So, no. so again... Uh, again, you you make quality points, Carl. But again, you got to look at the big picture here. They they didn't have their superstar all season long, and they weren't one hundred percent healthy. And you're going to say, well, the coach is supposed to make the team better. If There's you only don't... so much it could do, right? Yes, uh, Tom Table didn't have a healthy Julius Randle. Did the Knicks make the playoffs? No. Okay, so uh, again, you need you need the players to win. It's not just that. They played in Tampa, not Orlando. Okay. Oh, my bad, Jeff. Right. Okay. Thank you, Jeff. Uh, Carl well, also well. asked, uh, Kurt didn't make Draymond Green better. Uh, yeah, he made him better, sure, but the, the, Draymond Green was already good before that. He was a good, he was a second round pick, but he was already a decent player with, with Mark Jackson coaching him there. And it's not his defensive system. Steve Kerr is an offensive coach, ball movement type, extra passes, all that stuff. It's, Draymond would be a great defender either way, I don't think. And then you all say Steph Curry is overrated. He in is terms, overrated. In terms of what the national media thinks, in terms of making him like the number one or number, like a top five overall Carl, player. Carl, let me ask you a question. That doesn't mean Steve Kerr made him better. Carl, let me ask you a question. Is it more impressive of Steph Curry shooting and breaking the record of three-point shots in a season, or uh, Oscar Roberts's record, which everybody thought was never going to be broken, uh, Russell Westbrook breaking that record this year, which nobody thought it was ever going to be broken. What was more impressive? 
to me, Russell Westbrook breaking that record than that Steph Curry shooting three-point shots after three-point shots after three-point shots. It's an overrated record. That's what it is. To me, it's a record that, yeah, it might not be broken because who's going to shoot 403-point shots in a season, okay? I think it's more impressive that a guy gets a triple-double and has 100, what was it, 161 triple-doubles or something like that? 182. 182 triple That's more impressive. Now, does that mean that Russell Westbrook is a better winner than Steph? No, he's not. Who's a better all-around player when it comes to who makes his team around him better? I would probably say Steph Curry. Steph Curry makes his team a little bit better around him. I would say that, especially his team making the playoffs this year. But and Russell Westbrook, he's making a play. He's doing a play on game two, so you can argue that too. I, if you were to ask me who's been a better winner, Steph Curry's been a better winner because he's won champions. But he also played. Well, you're going to say he played with Kevin Durant too. He played. Russell Westbrook played with Kevin Durant in the beginning of his career when he was a young player, when he was a little wet behind the ears. If if Russell Westbrook played right, you know, like, you know, seven, eight years after, you know, Kevin Durant was at the top of his game, I think they win championships with James Harden. Uh, I think Carl, they would have. Carl says the game has changed because of Steph. And I agree, Errol, but Steph changed the game more to what the NBA is now. Yes, influenced us. But shooting threes? I, yeah, because uh, shooting threes, that, which is fair, Carl. But uh, in terms of the more dominant all-around player. He's made the Ellis game worse. Out. He makes the game. He made Steph Curry made the game worse. Okay, who to me, you're telling you're telling kids, you know what? Go shoot the three. You can make the NBA. Go shoot the three. You'll become important to a team that no, you got to you with basketball. You have to understand the intangibles of the game. What makes the game so great is the intangibles of the game. Uh, Steph Curry, the one thing Steph Curry lacks because he's a point guard is understanding what it is to pass, okay? You're a point guard that averages what? 5.8, 6 assists a game. You have power forwards that average more assists a game than you do. That's that's what it tells you. And don't compare Steph Curry to Chris Paul because he doesn't even shine Chris Paul's underwear, okay? He couldn't shine Chris Paul's anything, all right? Chris (laughs) Paul... There you oh, go. God. Yeah, you I mean, it's basketball speed of your dirty mofo. <laughs> yeah, it just it, it annoys me when people bring up Steph. Now, I'm not saying Steph Curry doesn't deserve all the credit in the world. He does. He's a great player, and he deserves. If he beats, if he knocks off LeBron James tonight, it'll be very impressive. Do I think he has a chance? I don't think they stand a chance. I don't think unless LeBron James is not a hundred percent or he just right. he's slipping mm-hmm. off the court and he can't play the whole game. There's no way in hell Anthony the Golden Davis State Warriors. Too, yeah. No, even with Anthony Davis out, if LeBron James is playing, they win the game. I'm telling well, you, he's right playing, now. but he's not playing. He, Anthony Davis might not be a hundred percent either. Is what if I'm LeBron James plays the whole game and he averages thirty points in that game, they win the game. I'm telling you, they win the game. They're a better team. They're a better all-around team. And Steph Curry, let's be honest, he's he, he, even though he has got talent around him, nobody gives the talent around him any credit. Nobody talks about Andrew Wiggins. Nobody talks about Wiseman, even though he's been hurt all season as a rookie. Nobody talks about Draymond Green. And even when Klay Thompson comes back, does Klay Thompson make them a championship competitive team next year? The answer is no. He hasn't played in two years. 
Okay, so what you you probably seen the last time Steph Curry wins a championship, boys. Right, and I also think too the league since the Warriors really started the trend has evolved since then. I know Carl was mentioning he changed the game. He also changed the game in a sense where you're seeing bigger guys that can shoot threes now too. And the Warriors That's really what it comes down to. right. The Warriors never really caught up size wise either to a lot of these bigger teams. Now the Lakers have size and they have three point shooting. You got a team like the Jazz that have size and three point shooting. The Denver Nuggets, Nikola Jokic could do anything. Like he could. Well, pass- that's what I'm you know what it is. It's also I mean. Think about it this way. Think about it if Shaquille O'Neal was in this game today, and now Shaq was very dominant inside the paint, right? That's what he was. He posted up everybody and everything like that, played really good defense. Of course, that's what he did. Right. But could Shaq really shoot an outside three? Well, we don't know. We didn't have to figure out how that's he's what developed. Yeah. We don't, know what he we don't right. exactly know what he could have been, and that's the thing. When you see guys getting drafted even, but you also see the big men too. Like you said, Jokic, Joel Embiid is another one. Joel Embiid could shoot the three. DeAndre Aiden, when he came out of college, they said, oh, he could shoot a three. He's a big seven-footer. Carl Anthony Towns is another one. All these big men. I mean, you even heard like Mitchell Robinson was working on his three-point shot last year because right. he felt like he needed to get more in tune with the game today. Yeah, Devin, that's, that's just what it's come down to now is – now, if even if you're a center, you have to stretch the floor now, right? You have to stretch the floor, and you have to be in that three-point line. Even That's ball handling, too. If a you're lot not of these straight defense, do. you're not going to they, – they think you're not going to fit with your team, and it's ridiculous. Uh, Snug says, well, yeah, one record is just a career record or one season of career. Of course, the career is more of impressive, referring to Steph and Russell Westbrook. Uh, Snug says, next segment topic, the Long Island Ducks and the league's best mascot. What's up with him and the Long Island Ducks? <laughs> Who knows? Uh, <laughs> Snug says, whom shooting threes seem to work for championships several times for the Warriors, and Carl says you are making the point that Steve Kerr is a quality coach. No, he's not. Not really. If he was a quality coach, the Warriors would be better than an eight seed. Let's let's say this. When Steve Kerr gets fired from Golden State, he gets another job, if he ever gets another job. Let's see how Steve Kerr does with a team that's subpar at best, with one superstar or or one superstar and two really good players. Then let's see how good he is as a coach. Carl, if Steve Kerr was that good of a coach that you think he is, the Warriors would be at least a four seed in that case. I just think the team is overrated. I think they're – listen, they're up right now. I think – what's the score? It's 15, 15 to 9. 15 9 with five minutes in the first quarter. It's, 15, it's 15 to 9. It's still early in the game. LeBron James has barely even played in the last, I don't know, the last uh, last month and a half, two months. He's got to get his feet under him, and I think he'll figure it out. As the second half comes around, you know LeBron James will pick up his game and pick up the pace of the game. So unless they have like a 20, 30-point lead, I don't think Golden State's going to win the game. But we got to get off topic. Uh, uh, Carl have... has one more question. Uh, Steve Kerr or Nick Nurse? I would absolutely Nick Nurse. take Nick Nurse. Nick, Nick Nurse. Nurse is a great Nurse. defensive system. and the, the, the team that Toronto had last year, I know they had Kawhi Leonard. Okay, fine. You say they won't cause of Kawhi Leonard. Dwayne Casey was with this same core and couldn't do anything in the playoffs. Nick the Nurse. In yeah, one, I think he, they went. I think they made the Eastern Conference Finals once, but beyond that, they never did anything. Nick Nurse does it in one year. I mean, that's very tough to do. They knocked off Milwaukee, who was a better team than them. They knocked off Philly, which on paper was a better team than them. So they, Nick Nurse did a lot of good things, and he went to the playoffs again the year after that without Kawhi Leonard. They were the number two seed in the entire Eastern Conference without Kawhi Leonard. So Nick Nurse is a good coach. Just because you're just because Steve Kerr's won three championships doesn't make him a better coach. Here's a good example of this, Carl. Eric Spolstra is a better coach for what he's doing now with Miami than what he did with the big three with yes. Miami. Yep. So there's a big I this off the air too. I, I've told Arrow, we've had conversations about this off the air. I've told you Eric Spolster, I think in my opinion is one of the best coach coaches in the league. What the job yes. he's done is incredible. Losing those superstar talented players. And everybody said up oh, now it's going to really show his true colors of the kind of coach he is. They go to the NBA finals last year and Jimmy Butler's missed half of the season. And when he has played, it's been inconsistent. Now you're going to see in this playoffs, they're going to, I think they're going to be tough for Milwaukee. I really do. Mm-hmm. 
When we come back, ladies and gentlemen, we should have Mark 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 Kelly. says he's coming on at 1045. All right, so when we come back, we'll have Mark Kelly Everett coming on at 1045. We're going to get into some football conversation when we come back. Actually, when we come back, I want to get into the Kwame Brown situation before we get into football. So when we come back, Kwame Brown and what he, his thoughts to Gilbert Arenas and Steven Jackson and that debacle of a, a podcast. <laughs> and, uh, and we'll also get into some football conversation here on the Sports Lab Notes. You're, you're, you're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. This is the Sports Loud Mouths. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. As you know, this is the Sports Lab Mouths. We are live every single Wednesday and Thursday at 9 p.m. You can call us at 631 965 You can go to our website at www.worldwidesportsradio.com. Download our app on iOS, WWSRN, or Android World Wide Sports Radio Network. By the way, uh, when we were going, when we went to break, uh, I was reading what Carl was saying. I agree about Spolstra, Spolstra, uh, but I not comparing. I'm not comparing Kerr with anyone. You guys are. And then he says ties to everything Alabama <laughs> in 15 minutes. And then Snug the Cat says if it ain't Bama, it ain't football. Uh, making fun of our, you know, when we went to break. And then uh, Carl says uh, the refs of the Bruins Caps game just got roughed up. <laughs> so. Well, they we got to call with Tom Wilson and Brad Marchand, Carl. Quick breaking news: uh, Corey Kluber threw a no hitter, so uh, that's the umpteenth no hitter this season. <laughs> Corey Kluber from the crazy. Yankees, huh? Seventh no hitter. That's a se- I think what the Sixth. seventh no hitter already Sixth this no hitter. First no hitter. First no hitter for the New York Yankees in almost fifteen years. That's, I mean. That's the seventh no hitter. Good for Corey Kluber this season. Good no, for good Corey. For, listen, good for anybody that could throw a no hitter, but it's like seven in the month of May already. I mean, this is like absurd. <laughs> There's already two teams that have gotten no hits twice: <laughs> too, the Indians <laughs> and the Mariners. Well, just remember, everybody got no hit twice already. Just, each. <laughs> just remember, everybody was talking about Corey Kluber being washed up. So. Uh, oh, he's he's go. You're 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 missing the point. I understand. Yes, Corey Kluber. Yes, he'll fi- he's, he's gonna figure things out. That's what I'm saying. I understand. When it, it gets look- when it gets warm outside, I'm telling you, the hitting will pick up, and so yeah. will the pitching. Okay. So do you? By the way, the Bruins just won. Do you want to see the other five guys that do a no hitter, other than Joe Musgrove, that's thrown a no hitter this year? Speedy, do you want to read off the names of those guys? That's the that's the game, and I think it'll slow down as it gets warmer out. <sighs> I don't People, know. it's already getting warm outside, dude. He was in Texas. Uh, how much, how much wa- warmer do you want it? <laughs> how, how much you want to bet when when it gets really warm and when it when the summer comes around, there the bats are going to wake up for a lot of teams, and there's not you're not going to see as many no hitters have you like, seen. What is it in Texas right now? It doesn't. Listen again. These guys are traveling. They're coming from cold climates. The Yankees finally got warm this week. It's been cold in the month. Of, it's springtime slash summer. And it led, what was it? A week and a half ago, it was about fifty-five, fifty degrees, forty-five degrees out. At nighttime, it's forty degrees out. It's when it becomes when it when it when it becomes eighty degrees or seventy-five degrees at nighttime, then we can talk about how warm it is. And then if there's a problem hitting at that time then we can start saying that it might not change. I mean, the league-wide average this year is amongst the worst it's been in forever. Mm-hmm. So I, I think, think that will change. You'll see it will change. Better. 
Carl says this is the sixth no-hitter in 50 games. This is the most since 1917. It's a dead yeah, ball error you're talking there. That is very That's impressive. fine. That's not- fine. And we saw it when, when a couple of years ago when Alonzo won the home run der- or home run uh, rookie of the year and he was uh, an MVP candidate. We were talking about we've seen the most home runs in the month of July and August. Okay? Yeah. And people were complaining about that. So everybody, nobody's going to be happy. You're going to complain about the balls. You're going to complain about the bats. And then you're going to complain about the referee's underwear. Okay? Just play the damn game and stop bitching. It's I would so, love to so play the damn game. I just wish I wish Rob Manfred would stop tuning up the game and just play like it normally is. Stop well, tuning it up. Stop so fire the man. Fire the man. Why are the just make the game enough? The baseballs are dead. The baseballs are not dead. They're saying players are saying the baseballs are too small. They can't hit them. Then the then then the baseballs are now easy to hit. Just find an even level here. Enough with fine tuning this game. Enough with the whole three batter minimum, runner on second in the extra innings. BS. All right, the seven-inning doubleheaders. You want to stick to that? That's totally fine by me. I'm fine with that, okay? Everything else, I, I hate the three-batter minimum because what it does is it takes the strategy out of the game. I understand that it makes the game go longer and longer. But look at the time differences of the games. Are the games really going that much faster? No. No, are they really going faster with doing this? You want to know what's going to make the game go faster? A pitch clock. So that way the batters aren't coming out of the box every five seconds doing the gloves, Doing the shimmy thing with the bat, rubbing the bat in between their legs. <laughs> David Wright. You no, know, you know, other <laughs> things like that. Get in the damn batter's box and hit the freaking ball. And that's baseball. And I'm, we'll get into baseball a little bit later. <sighs> Uh, I'm sure Mark. Uh, I'm sure Mark will be joining us, and he'll have his own thoughts with baseball and the Mets. We had a, a long conversation on his show uh, the other day about the Braves and the Mets, and where we think both teams are going. I think the Mets are going to figure things out once their pitching staff uh, starts to uh, develop. And I'm I, I mean, the one, two out of three in this series. Well, I don't think it's America. I told. I told. I, by the way, I picked the Mets to win the Brave series. I picked the Mets. They to almost win the won series. tonight. It was amazing. They almost won the tonight. I said. I said if the if the I said if the Braves lose this game tonight against this Met lineup with Cameron Maven hitting third, <laughs> Brian Snitaker needs to get a reality check in the locker room after the game and say what the hell was All I right, doing. Let, let, let's get it to the Kwame Brown. Before thing. we get to that, uh, let's just read off the rest of the comments. Snug says it's almost Memorial Day, plenty warm. Uh, not everywhere. Snug. Not here. Uh, it just got. By it the way, Snug, getting warm here. it just started getting warm about a week and a half ago here. So you're wrong, Carl. I mean, you're wrong, uh, Snug. Snug. Okay, here, Carl. Uh, by the way, by the way. Hold on. It's still cold in Michigan. It's still cold in it's it's, it's cold in Cincinnati and Ohio. Yep. Okay? So don't tell me it's it's warm all over the place. It's not. It's still cold. So you're wrong. Carl says no one is complaining Errol. Josh brought it up. So one time you're not spreading rumors, Josh. Uh, he also well, says they are going faster with no hitters. Ha ha. And then I'd Snug- rather spread rumors than uh, have a dog lick my ass, Speedy. So there you go. Continue and then uh, Snug says, how about a six-inning triple header? <laughs> that would never happen. So before we get into uh, Mark uh, Everett Kelly, who's going to be joining us, and I'm sure he's going to have his own thoughts. I'm drinking my orange juice. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, it's not all. <laughs> I was wondering what was going on there. <laughs> it's not all orange juice, by the way. I put uh, some, uh, um, I guess you can say, uh, vitamins in it. So I have a lot of vitamins. I need the vitamins, especially what the doctor told me. I need more vitamins. So uh, I thought it was like a big mimosa for you. <laughs> I guess some of it is. You could do a little it's champagne right. in there before the show. Um, I, I've been, by the way, uh, I'm just trying to get healthy. Uh, my vitamins are pretty low in certain, uh, and so I had to compile 
vitamins into this. Uh, so it's not something that I, I'm enjoying, by the way. Uh, Jeff says, we want the cup. We want the cup in reference to the Bruins. Mm-hmm. And then Carl says, if oh, buy vitamins, you hate vodka. I'm sorry? Carl says, if you if by vitamins, you mean vodka. No, I don't drink. So no. I don't drink. So you, it wouldn't don't be Don't jinx vodka. that, Jeff. Don't touch that chance. Yeah. So anyways, I want to get into the Kwame Brown thing before we get Mark, uh, Mark on the show. Uh, it's so interesting because this has been the talk of the weekend. Uh, Kwame Brown said he actually attacked Gilbert Arenas, Steven Jackson, and Matt Barnes, who actually took a shot at Kwame Brown. Now, why are you bringing in Kwame Brown? Kwame Brown is a lost cause. The guy was uh, uh, the number one pick, uh, what was it, uh, 20 years ago from Michael Jordan. It was Michael Jordan's first pick, and he failed. He, he was a high school player, one of the last high school players before they changed the rule. And he really failed in the NBA. Now, he didn't fail that much because he made it to the NBA, and he was still one of the top players in the country coming from high school. So he didn't fail from that, and he actually protected himself and stuck up for himself um, on on the situation, stating that you can't say that I was one of the worst players because I came from high school and I still earned the number one pick in the draft. Now, we've seen a lot of number one picks that became busts. In the last 25 years, we've seen quite a few of them. So mm-hmm. even in the top three, we're quite busts. Anthony Bennett. <laughs> a lot of them, okay? It, it, there's a lot of them. If we went through the drafts, we could pick Adam a lot Morrison, of them. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of them. Anyways, um, what I, do you have the, the clip? Yep. I want you guys to hear what Kwame Brown said. It is very, very intriguing, very, very interesting when you think of what he has said. And now sticking up for himself, you have Gilbert Arenas and obviously Steven Jackson have taken their shots back at Kwame Brown. But listen to what Kwame had to say. Um, just remember, you guys started talking about me in more than one occasion. And I think the reason why you guys talk about me, because most of you that talk like that, y'all suckers. Um, you can smell this man and his testosterone coming off of me. But when I see you effeminate niggas that need to be in the limelight and attention seekers and the way you talk and yell, Steven Jackson got picks. He tough around certain people. And then certain people he got to call his big homie. His tough guy advisor. What grown man standing around the bed? He ain't grown. He's not grown. These niggas is cartoon characters. They get on there and they base their life on how good they play the game. What well, a game over, nigga. How All right. Play life? All right. All right. So. What happened is, obviously, everybody knows that Gilbert Arenas, Stephen Jackson, well, it was Stephen Jackson and Matt Barnes. They brought Gilbert Arenas as the third voice of their show. What's the show called, by the way? Find out what the podcast is called. I I watched the podcast a couple of times on YouTube, and they interviewed Kobe Bryant. They've interviewed a lot of NBA players, and uh, supposedly it's a good show. I'm not a fan of it, but supposedly it's a good show. What bothers me... All the smoke. All the smoke, Okay. What bothers me is they're taking shots at a guy that had nothing to do with their show. Now, you, you want to take a shot at Kwame Brown. Kwame Brown wasn't a great NBA player. There's no question that he wasn't. But to take a shot at him and not knowing the background of uh, the story behind his family and what his father did to him, left him on the train tracks, it, to me, it, it, it would upset me when – Kwame Brown is is he's a laughing stock of the NBA as it is, and I, I've I've reached out to Kwame. 
um, on Instagram. I'd love to get Kwame Brown on the show, by the way. But uh, um, anyways, I, I think we have a caller. Let's put the, the caller on the phone. Who are we speaking to? Welcome to the Sports Lamas. Who are we speaking to? Hey, how y'all doing? Who are we speaking to? This is Kevin. Hey, Kevin, how are you? Yeah, pretty good. Just got to talk some NBA. Go ahead. NBA talk. Yeah, so I was listening to Chris Broussard, and he said Nikola Jokic, he's the worst MVP. Maybe Dirk Nowinski and Steve Nash are worse. And I just can't stand the NBA media. It's like they don't even hide their bias. Oh, Dirk Nowinski and Steve Nash will be the worst one since them. Oh, real convenient. Horseshit. He's going to be better than Garnett. Better than Iverson. Better than a whole gang of folk. But it's just a constant disrespect to my favorite so, NBA player. So, so hold Nikola on one second. So, okay, hold on one second. So people are saying that Nikola Jokic shouldn't be the MVP. So let's go look at the numbers. 72 games, 26.4 points a game. He lost his, They lost their arguably their second best player in Murray. For for a tear in his knee, so he, an MCL or ACL, he he's out for the season. He averages ten point eight rebounds a game, eight point three assists a game. Field goal percentage fifty six point six, three point field goal percentage almost at thirty nine percent. Free throws eighty six percent. I mean, for for anybody to think that this guy isn't an MVP, Steph Curry, who everybody keeps saying is an MVP, Steph Curry, yes, he averaged thirty one points a game. Steph Curry is a point guard. He's averaging six point what six point two assists a game. This man, who's a center, is averaging almost two more assists a game than him. Averaging six more rebounds than he is every single game. And by the way, is only averaging what five five or six points, five or four points less than Steph Curry is, and he doesn't even shoot as many shots as Steph Curry does. His free throw, his three point. Percentage is thirty nine, almost thirty nine percent to Steph Curry's what forty six percent. I mean, they're not far off. Free throws. This is a big man averaging eighty six point eight percent to Steph Curry's ninety one percent. I honestly, this guy shouldn't be the MVP. This guy was the best player in the league. You want to give him? He was also a great defensive player. He's one of the top center centers in the league defensively right. in the which, league. Which was normally his problem before that. He was a below average for his position defender, and he got really good at that fast. So I, I agree with you. Jokic is absolutely 110% the MVP of the league. How could you say the worst MVP, too? I agree with you, Kevin. Like You're averaging – he's not averaging a triple-double like Russell Westbrook did, but he's averaging close to a triple-double. Could do everything on the court. Like, how is that the worst MVP? We've seen MVPs of previous years be only one point, like one position, one specialty, like centers winning MVPs who who are only centers, traditional centers. Same thing with point guards of the past. Like, how could you say he's the worst MVP when you have less well-rounded MVPs throughout history? So that's whoever said that is crazy. People are trying to say it's uh, because he plays for Denver. It's not a big market. I think it goes deeper than that. I think there's some racial undertones. I think that's really that's the elephant in the room. He's he's not braggadocious. He's not a he's you know all these other players. They're not afraid to say oh, I should be on the beat MVP. Uh, Steph Curry said it. Uh, James Harden he said it. One Joel Embiid said he. Had, Joker said he doesn't care about it. He said he wants his team to win a championship. That's what he cares about. And it's like this guy comes into basketball and just dominating. He doesn't really look like them. Doesn't talk like them. And 
they don't like it. There's some animosity there. That's the elephant in the room. That's the fact. And everyone's destroyed disrespect. Chris Broussard saying, oh, Steve, he might be the worst since Steve Nash and Dirk Nowinski. It's like, can you make it any more obvious? Hold on. Hold on. Dirk Nowinski absolutely deserved the MVP when he won the the MVP. And and they say that he's the worst. How is a guy that averages almost a triple-double, he's the center of the team, lost the second-best player of your team, brought your team all the way to playoffs? By the way, Steph Curry, who was an MVP candidate, where did he bring his team? What were they, an eight seed? An eight seed to Nikola Jokic. What were they, a six seed? Oh, they were a a three seed. (laughs) They were a three seed, lost their second-best player. Okay, so I don't want to hear it. Nikola Jokic is absolutely the MVP of this league, and he should have won the MVP last year, in my eyes as well. So I, you know, I he finally has the 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 respect that I believe he deserves. It's you're, it's funny because it seems like everyone else was given Steph. LeBron James came out and said it. John Moran he said Steph should be the MVP. The only people sticking up for Jokic is um. Vucevic, because they got that um, they're both from the Balkans, yes. that same part of the world. Right. And Bogdan Bogdanovich, he came up, he stuck up for Jokic. He said he should be the MVP, and his teammates Jamal Murray. Other than that, it's just um, it seems like everybody in the world is trying to crown someone else other than Joke Jab. No, they wanted to give it right. to Steph Curry. It's that's the fla- it's the flashy name. Everyone's going to do that. That's what this. Exactly. That's what the it's NBA the media is like. That. Favoritism. Yeah. That's what it is. It's come to the point where I can't. It's like it makes me hard to watch. Right. It's no. honestly they come to that point where it's hard to watch because it's they stand for all the wrong things, like their politics. I'm against their um, the way they talk about it, the way they promote it. I'm against everything against. But I love basketball. I grew up playing basketball, so that's why I watch. But it's just um. It's really turning me off when I get to listen to these clowns in the media, listen to the announcers, everything. But I like basketball. But I'll leave you guys to it. Thanks for taking my call. Thank you, Kevin. Thank you, Kevin. Uh, Thank you, Kevin. Uh, by the way, Josh, what were you saying? I'm sorry. Oh, no, I was saying before that I think it, 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 it's just biasness and it's nonsense that this is the constant, you know, love affair with Steph Curry. Like like Kevin, like Kevin was saying, it is true. I saw that about LeBron James saying you should win the MVP, yada, yada, yada. But – Jokic easily, first off, like like Speedy was saying earlier, the amount that he does on the court, he doesn't just play like a number five. That's really what it is. I mean, he's a guy that you could put him anywhere you want on the court, and he'll and he'll flourish. He's the point guard. The outside from the inside plays mm-hmm. defense. Leader losing Jamal Murray, which was a huge loss. That's more of a reason he should win the MVP when you lose a player of that caliber. It, it doesn't make any sense. This is a team that I believe they went to the. When he went to the conference finals last year, yeah. mm-hmm. he came back down three to one to the Clippers. Granted, Twice. it was the Clippers. They did it to the Jazz too. What, what, what was it? They also came back down three one against the Jazz too. So. Yes, he did. I mean, granted, the Clippers just collapsed. I, I, I'll say that more than I think. But you got to give credit where credit is due. And Jokic was a huge part of that team winning it. And yeah, they came back against Utah as well. So it just. It doesn't make sense to me. What is everybody saying on the feeds? Bro? All right, Snug says he's either this guy is either a relative of the beef or a lover of the beef. Snug says <laughs> it's the power of the shimmy, and Carl says NBA doesn't take awful stances. This guy is right on Jokic, but not the other stuff. And by the way, Carl also says Jokic better than Garnett. No, he's not yet better than Garnett. But uh, the way he's going, and statistics show that he is. Uh, he's going to be better than Kevin Garnett. I mean, Kevin Garnett never, never averaged a triple-double. No. 
And Kevin Garnett, as good as he was, he never made anybody better than him, uh, better around him until he went to the Boston Celtics when he had two other players around him. Well, look at those Timberwolves teams that he was on. I mean, that was the, they, they had the one year, I believe it was, right? The one year where they were, what, the two of the three? They were the yeah. three easiest yeah. team that they lost in the second round yeah. to the Lakers, yeah. I think it was. So other than that, I mean, what was the year that really flourished with Minnesota? Yeah, I think Jokic has been a fantastic player and a fantastic uh, person for fans to want to be. I know everybody loves Steph Curry, and all these fans wanted Steph Curry to win. For what? Because he, he averaged 31, 32 points a game. Steph Curry is a great player for what he does. He's a great shooter. You want to say he's a good ball handler? That's great. You want to say he's a decent passer? That's great. He's a point guard in the league, and he only averages six assists a game. He's not even in the top top seven, top eight percentile in point guards in the league when it comes to passing. What does that tell you about Steph Curry? He's not a point guard. And for anybody that puts him in a top ten or a top five point guards of all time, it's a joke. <laughs> It is an absolute joke because he's not anywhere close. He's not. He. I'm telling you, Chris Paul is way better, way better than Steph Curry. Mm-hmm. Way better. Just look at what he's done for the Phoenix Suns. Could Steph Curry go to the Phoenix Suns right now and make them a top two seed? The answer is no. The other argument to remember anyone saying he was a top five point guard of all time, Steph Curry also took a while for him to get going. Now, Carl, you're going to twist this. They are. Right, it's going to go back to the Steve Kerr thing again. No. He got, he got good at kind of 20. 11, 20, 12, but he had three iffy years before that, too. So these point guards that Chris Paul didn't have that kind of issue, he was great right away, and he's thought of in that in that boat. Same thing with Jason Kidd, all these guys that are in these top point guard of all time, Magic Johnson, conversations. Steph Curry had three iffy, iffy years before he really got good, and then he really got great for peaking for a while. But again, I, that doesn't make him a top 10 point guard of all time just for, just for doing that. And also when it comes to the MVP, just because you're a scoring champion doesn't automatically make you an MVP. Kevin Durant did. Okay. I think James Harden did when he was a scoring champion, but you need other things to go with it too, which Nikola Jokic has, which guys like Joel Embiid has, Luka Doncic, Giannis, guys like that, that have been much better this year. All Where's around. Mark, by the way, he, I, he, he's like, he goes in one way and the other. He's supposed to be here at 1030. He says 1045. It's 10. 51. We still don't see Mark. Ah, man. Maybe Mark mixed up time zones again. Anyways, to go back to Kwame Brown, I I think it's obnoxious what these three guys have done. Now, I like Gilbert Arenas. I thought he was a... But how many stories have we heard of Gilbert Arenas when he played for the Wizards? The locker room gun story. The gun story. I mean, the guy is... The fact that the NBA has given him a chance to to be um, an analyst and stuff like that, this is a guy that's been an absolute joke. An absolute joke. So... Uh, it's a huge, huge problem, and I, I think Gilbert Arenas, who's now a part of that stupid show. Now, Matt Barnes, let me tell you something. If <laughs> if Derek Fisher isn't screwing around with your wife or whatever, you, you've got something to say. I mean, you, you were to me, you weren't a successful NBA player. You always up Kobe Bryant's jockstrap, <laughs> and and you you want to know something? For the fact is, Stephen Jackson. Stephen Jackson's a, 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 a to me. All the stuff that he has said on and off the court has been obnoxious to And Steven Jackson, but besides your, your you know, the, the ending of your career, the first six, seven years of your career, you were a garbage player. You were, what is he most known for, Steven Jackson? I want um, you to get I think when he went where where did he go when he when he really I can tell you what he's most known for. What was he known for? He's known for the fight in Detroit. And that's what he's most known for. He's most he's most known for for being one of the guys that jumped into these stands and started beating up fans. Well, the Meta World Peace was, was yeah. it was no, Meta. But, uh, go back and watch the video. Him and Jermaine O'Neal were a big part of that video. Yes, but oh, Stephen Jackson was relentless, 
beating up on people in that video. Mm. He was a guy that was looking to kill people in that video. Well, that Stephen was... A. Jackson, nobody said that he was an intelligent man. Okay, because <laughs> maybe his Warriors when he was on that Warriors team that was the eight seed. We believe was... Warriors. Yeah. Yes, yeah, Jackson. Was... And by the way, Carl says Jackson won with the Spurs. Yeah, he also won with Tim Duncan, uh, Parker, Parker yeah. uh, Ginobili. Kawhi Leonard. I mean, me and you could have won with them too. You want me to put? You want to give me a ring? I'll I'll take a ring. <laughs> I mean, seriously. Charlie knows about it. We'll ask Charlie if he has a connection. Uh, I'm sure he does. <laughs> uh, I'm sure he has a ring of his own. I mean, he I, does. No, I'm not talking about the Nationals. I'm not talking about the Nationals. I'm talking about he probably has a ring with the Spurs as well because everybody else does too, including Stephen Jackson. Oh. Touche. Oh, it's just it, it's terrible. It, it, and and what they say. Listen, I don't think Kawhi, a Kwame Brown, is a good player. He wasn't a great NBA player. But how do you know what this guy has gone through? When he came to the NBA, he shouldn't have been in the NBA. He should have went to college basketball. He would have been a much better NBA player if he went to play college basketball. But it's just a relentless list for years, Arrow. I mean, this has just been a thing. This goes back to the whole thing with Stephen A. Smith is the reason that this whole thing is just the way it tailspin with the constant jokes and the berating. Yes, we know he was traded for Pau Gasol. We know this already. We understand it. It was not a good trade for the for um, what was the trade? It was um with uh, Memphis. Mm-hmm. We know it wasn't a good trade. Although they did coincidentally they did get marked in that trade. It's kind of funny how that worked yeah. out. <laughs> but um, but we know that already. We heard, and he just he makes the jokes. He still makes the jokes today, Stephen A. Smith. I love for him to do to go up to Kwame Brown and say to his face and see what Kwame Brown does to him. By the way. See how that would go. <laughs> love for him. He talks a lot of you know what. I'd love to see that unfold. Sure, get him on a show and see what happens. I don't want anybody on the show because I just think. And no, and by not the way, show. I'm talking about. I, I want to see on the Stephen A. I want to see on Stephen A. Show. I want to see. I want to see him invite Kwame Brown and say that stuff to him. I want to see what would happen then. Well, I want to get. I want to get Kwame Brown on our show. I reached out I to love him to on get Kwame Brown on our show. I reached out to him on Instagram. I'm hoping that he'll answer to us and maybe he'll come on the show and. And speak whatever he wants to speak. It would be great radio, by the way. It oh, it would be wonderful. If I can get him on the show. So wow. I reached out to him. I tried to find him on Twitter. Didn't find him on Twitter. But he has Instagram. So I wrote him a nice quick letter. And hopefully I, I get an answer from Kwame in the next couple of days. So I would love to get his 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 afterthoughts of what these guys have said about him. I think it's a joke. Um, We got Jeff coming on. What's going on, Jeff? What would you like to talk about? We want the cup, baby. Let's go. <laughs> well, obviously you're excited about your Boston Bruins. Yeah, you know, two games to one. Long way to go. Yeah. Anyways, mm-hmm. how can listen? I'm trying to be respectful of Josh. I'm not trying to call him an idiot, even though he is stupid, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Nothing Stephen yep. A. Smith said about Kwame Brown was out of pocket. He's never attacked him personally or anything. He just said he's a trash basketball player. By the way, that's your job. You're on TV. How is anything he said about Kwame Brown either A, untrue, or B, out of line? Because I think talking about his skills on the basketball court is fair game. Yes, I, I, well, I don't know if Jeff can hear me, but at the same time, yes, it is completely fair game, and that's fine. You're being an analyst. After the trade happens and you do it, you talk about it once or twice, you go, Jeff, he's still doing this years later. This is still going on. He's still doing this. Like, this, dude, this trade happened. What, how many years ago did this trade happen already? We know but he what, wasn't. A good cares? We can, well, we, we still talk about how great Michael Jordan is. So if we can talk about that, why can't we talk about how bad Kwame Brown was? 
Because Kwame Brown's skill level talking isn't worth anybody's time anymore. It, we, we already but know. Hold, hold on one second. Also, Jeff, Steven Jackson, was he any good? Honestly, he wasn't. Matt Steven Barnes, Jackson was pretty good. Steven, Steven Jackson yeah, for was two good. years. Like Listen, for two years. Listen, Matt Barnes, pretty good. Both of those guys, by the way, hung around the league for uh, 15 years each or something. That's you got to be pretty good to be in the league that long. Like, so let's stop with, oh, were they superstars? No, but we need to stop with the whole, oh, you're trash because you were just like an average player. Dude, 15 years in the league, that's pretty good considering all the amount of people that come into the league and, and how few spots there are. That's pretty impressive. But if the, why bring him up? Why He hasn't said anything to you. He hasn't attacked you. Why are you bringing up Kwame Brown and attacking exactly. the fact of the player that he was? We all know he sucked. Because I think a, Kwame knows because, he sucked, too. Because, it's a, because it's, a, it's, a, it's a popular culture reference, at least in basketball, right? Like, you can talk about, like, I mean, I think it's completely relevant to go, who's the three biggest busts of all time? And then all of a sudden you're going to go, uh, Michael Ololo Candy, uh, Anthony Bennett, Kwame Brown. Adam Morrison, maybe. You it's completely fair game. They're not attacking was, these guys Morrison was the first And the problem is, Kwame is taking it personally and calling Matt Barnes Becky with the good. Well, it's pretty funny. Becky with the good hair is pretty funny. You gotta give him a <laughs> right? But like, but like he, he, Kwame is the one taking it personal. They're just talking about what kind of trash basketball he player was. If you don't want to have people talk about how trash you are at your job, guess what? Do a better job. You're absolutely right, but if you know the story behind Kwame Brown, could have went to college basketball, played college basketball. But if you know the background of his family and stuff like that, he had to go to the NBA. He had to earn the money because of the situation that his family was in. So maybe, every, for, I mean, listen, we we can have a debate about whether that's of course, true or not. Of because, course, because because listen, if, we, if we're talking about oh, he had to for the money. If we're being honest with ourselves and knowing what's happening, what do you think? These college kids aren't taking money? Come on. No, I didn't say they weren't. But, I, again, I can't So I can't say so that he, they have. He, went for, he, he had people pump up his head to tell him how great he was because he was going to get this giant payday. And then he trashed. He didn't put in the work. Like, he didn't even work hard because if you remember the first few years in the league that he was there, people were saying he was lazy. And he didn't put in the work. That's on him. Mm-hmm. By the way, Mark has arrived. Oh, oh terrific. It's the Alabama hour. Oh, <laughs> we got this. We got, we, got, we, got this we got this moron on. <laughs> I thought you was I thought awesome. amateur hour was before, not now. Hey Mark, who's pretty pay? <laughs> Excuse me. What? Yeah, he asked who Quiddy Pay was. He's got no idea. He didn't go to Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 oh. You guys yeah. are too much, man. I do real sports. When you guys are ready, when this when this client is off, you guys are ready, and then, then, then I'll come back on. Hold on, hold. Uh, he, he disappears <laughs> off the thin air. Jesus Christ! Yeah, well, he, he probably got, he probably had Brody Croyle on the other line. He had to go talk about how great Brody Croyle's career was for a little while. <laughs> You're terrible, man. Uh, by the way, back to the comments. Uh, oh, I want Stug says, "Oh, I want Stephen A. in the studio, sitting next to Speedy." Carl says, "We bash Ryan Leaf all the time, which is definitely fair, and we bash Ryan Leaf for other things too." Uh, Stug says, "You're if you're on TV, you better have an opinion, or you'll be finding a new job." Carl says, "Stephen Jackson was better than Kwame Brown." Ha ha. Yes, he was. That's fair. And then Snug says, "All Bama, all the time. Let's kiss our sister and get the party started." 
<laughs> yeah, get him back on so I can tell him War Eagle. That's funny. <laughs> Let's get our sister and get the Jeff, stuff. call back after Mark comes on. Uh, we're we're going to get Mark oh. on, okay? His feelings that hurt. What is he having sex with his sister down there in Alabama? All right. <laughs> All right. Oh, Jeff. We got to get this kid a handkerchief so he can cry in it or something. Jesus, what a sensitive <laughs> woman. Unbelievable. Jeff, we'll talk to you in a few. Awesome. Go shoot your tampon commercial with Mark. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, ladies and gentlemen, get yeah. Mark back on. They're ridiculous. He could have stayed on. He is starting to, you know, the beef is just like that. I, I would just attack him back. I just attack. If Jeff's going to say something, I'm going to attack Jeff. You know what I mean? If Jack, if yep. Jeff, if Jeff doesn't make any sense to what he's saying, I'm going to attack him. You know, but Jeff, Jeff makes quality points when he has to. Okay, is he always right? He's not. Okay, but he's got his own opinion, and he absolutely has every right to have his own opinion to what he's saying. Okay. Uh, is he coming back on or what? I just texted him, so hopefully he comes uh, back he, on. He, come he, on finally, he finally got on, uh, you know, a half an hour later than he was supposed to come on. And then he leaves. And then he leaves. He says, I'll come back on when he's gone. Wouldn't we have given them a show together? Oh, God. I would oh. love him, the beef, and, and, and Jeff. <laughs> Could you imagine that show? Oh, my God. Oh, I mean... <laughs> I couldn't imagine it. I, 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 I would say, uh, you know, and by the way, Carl says a diva guest. <laughs> I would love to see those three guys go. You know, like, it would be like Mike and the Mad Dog Man, but the three of them. No, Shit. it would. I, I, I don't think they. More heated? No, I think I think in the long run, I think Mark would probably hang up and get off before it even becomes a show. <laughs> I don't think he'd stay on. I, I, I don't. Listen. What do you think would hang up first? Well, Jeff definitely wouldn't hang up at all. Jeff would just shoot his shit and wouldn't give a damn. It would, <laughs> who would hang up first, the Beaver Mark? The Beaver. The Beaver. I think the Beaver. Yeah. There's a little more. There's a little more. There's a little more history with those two. <laughs> I think Mark can. I think Mark can take a lot more than he makes it seem to be. I, I think Mark just doesn't want to hear any. He wants to come on. He wants to argue sports. He wants to talk sports. He doesn't want to. Go back and forth on who Quinny Paid is or whatever. whoever. Uh, you know, I don't think he. You know, I don't think he really cares. But anyways, uh, hopefully we get Mark back in in just a few moments. But uh, I, I do want to. You know, I want to get off the Kwame Brown. I want to get into some football conversation. And uh, we were talking about um, last week about the way the schedules really formed. What has stuck out to you guys so far this off season? Now. Um, I, I, by the way, I saw the video of Brown, AJ Brown crying after Elijah uh, Moore was drafted. Mm-hmm. I think it was an incredible, you know, three minutes of just listening to yeah. what he said and how much he, he's so proud of Elijah. He's saying that Elijah Moore is so talented. He's much more talented than AJ. Brown. If, if that's so much wow. is true. If he says that, that's and he said that he said that Elijah Moore is way more talented than him. If that Dude, they is, locked people out of the room, they even entered the room. I'm sorry. They 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 locked people out of that room. If you notice, they were they, because there was I think it was maybe more sister or brother or somebody. People were trying to come in the room, and he kept telling people to go away, go away. His brother did, or somebody was, because it was Moore and Brown having a heart to heart. And he, Arrow's right. He did say, 
dude, you're much more talented than I am. Much more talented. Yeah. He, and he even say more. He said much more. He, he emphasized much, it yes. over and over in the video. Much and more Moore talented. There. More didn't know what to do. Well, he also said that he had, uh, you know, the, the reason why he's been so successful in the league is because of heart. And he said, that's the, that's the only reason why I've been as successful as I've been in the league because of the heart that I have and the way, how hard I play. He says that Elijah Moore is more talented than anybody that he's seen come out of I Ole Miss. I didn't know you saw that video. I'm sorry? I would have brought that video up weeks ago. I didn't know you saw that video. I well, saw I that video after he was drafted. I, I watched it, and I, I think it's it's it, watching A.J. Brown. It was like his brother. In, yeah, really. It, it's it's incredible. And if, AJ, if Elijah Moore is anywhere what A.J. Brown is saying him and saying that he is more talented than – then A.J. Brown, the Jets have themselves a gem. Even if it's anything close to A.J. what A.J. Brown You know what the crazy thing is? Is that people still think that the analysts still think that Mims could be the better receiver over Moore. That's the crazy thing about it. I still think that, too. I I do believe. I think Mims is better. But look, let's be real here, though. If we're we're saying Moore is going to be this good, which a lot of people are saying, I, I, I... I find it hard to believe that the ceiling isn't higher for more than it is for Mims. I think they're both going to be very good players. Mm. I mean, I think they're both different types of players. Yeah, you know? more might spot, whereas Mims is on the outside. More might be the better scheme fit for if they run a 49ers type offense. But in terms of all around talent, I think Mims was a better prospect. I think Mims is going to be great with Zach Wilson and, and the way Davis they're going to run. I think Corey Davis as well. I think it's going to be a good fit for him. I, I think Denzel Mims is the number one guy. He will be the number one guy moving first, but. Uh, uh, by the way, uh, please let this happen. Please, what let, let hey, Speedy, postmarks number to chat box, and we will all text him. Um, I, I guess he's talking about Mark. I, I don't know who is who's talking about Mark, a snug and and, and Jeff, but I'm not putting Mark's number there. No, <laughs> no, I'm not doing that either. No, it's very interesting. But we're what so far, you know, this offseason so far in the NFL for both of you, I'll let you both answer, and I'm going to tell you what I think. Okay. What has stuck out so far this offseason with the NFL? So I think one thing that I think, especially with the draft that has stood out, is I think teams are going for a lot of familiarity. They're going with a lot of their former players, a coach bringing in a former player. And same thing with the draft. We saw the Bengals take Jamar Chase, Joe Burrow's college receiver. We saw the Dolphins take Jalen Waddell, Tua's college receiver. The Eagles with Devontae Smith for Jalen Hurts. And again, a lot of these other coaches are taking in their former players. Obviously, the, the Jets bringing in Solomon Thomas because he was a Robert Sala guy. There's more of that, I think, because of the familiarity. I think the, the pandemic season kind of altered it when you had no training camp where you wanted just guys that were scheme fits. Coachability, we talk about it all the time in the NFL is so important with these players, even comparison in comparison to raw talent. And these coaches are now taking advantage of that. So I think that's definitely one thing that we've seen now be a trend in terms of both free agency and with the draft. I think to me, everybody talks about the offensive coordinators, this and that and everything of that sort, getting hired as the head coach, right? The new wave is going offensively instead of defensively, but I still saw plenty of defensive coaches that are still around in this league that are still keeping it afloat. I mean, go look at the... Go look at the AFC East. All four of those coaches, I mean, yes, Belichick was a special teams coach at first, but he became a really good guru defensive coordinator with Cleveland, and look what he's done. All four of those coaches are defensive coaches, right? Mm-hmm. That's that's really what it is when you look at the entire AFC East with McDermott, Belichick, um, Sala, and Flores. So it, it's crazy that everybody talks about the offense is the new way, but yet all four of those head coaches are defense, and – my other big thing is you're seeing the amount of players that are coming in for OTAs, right? That mm-hmm. It's crazy. Everybody, remember they, they sent out the memo that 
we really don't want as many players coming to OTAs with COVID. Everything. The Jets had 80 players show up the other day. 80 for just OTAs. I mean, excitement really, with the whole Robert Solid. That's thing exactly what it is. And, and it's. I say this: If Adam Gase was still here, you'd have you'd be lucky to have twenty. Twenty. You're lucky you have two. You're lucky you have two. Wait, wait. Does that include Frank Gore? <laughs> but you know, it's it, it is amazing that a lot of these teams, like even the Giants, I think had sixty. Like a lot of these teams are really falling in line with their coaches, and they're really falling for these players and and with these coaches and everything. So those are the things that really set to me the most. I think really what set out to me the most this offseason is the quarterbacks. Uh, the fact that Aaron Rodgers wants out, Russell Wilson wants out, Deshaun Watson wants out, and and really the backlash that we've seen going into this year's draft, uh, how it's been, how everybody keeps talking about how important the quarterback class this year is so d- deeply important for the next two years because uh, the next two years the quarterback classes aren't very strong, and and really. Um, you're talking about quarterbacks this year with, uh, obviously, Justin Herbert learning the offense, the NFL offenses in their first rookie season, and you don't expect them to really uh, develop as quick as, like, uh, Patrick Mahomes did. But Patrick Mahomes sat behind Alex Smith as long as he did. And then they're trying to compare and contrast the speed of, of the quarterback in the pocket and outside of the pocket. I think this was the offseason of the quarterback. The first time, and we talk about the quarterback play uh, the quarterback position is the most important position in sports, and everybody can argue that. And and we talk about you know the pitchers in baseball, and obviously in basketball, uh, the point guard now how important it is to have a good point guard, that guy that can pass and dominate the ball. So uh, my my thought is is that the, really the quarterback play and how many quarterbacks want their you know want to be out of here that don't, they don't want any part uh, of their organizations, maybe because of just the the, uh, the organization building around them or just being a prima donna. And how, you know, all these different GMs, old GMs and coaches complaining about the players trying to take over the league and how, how the quarterbacks are pre, prima donnas, a.k.a. Aaron Rodgers, which has been a huge story right now. And I do believe Aaron Rodgers, by, the end, by mid-June, he will be traded. And I think it's going to be the Broncos because we haven't heard anything the last couple of weeks. And I think it has a lot to do with, uh, I guess, the salary and, and, and what they have it's to pay. with Julio Jones. Once, like, June hits, then, like, the salary cap, I think, lowers it or whatever it is. Because you can, cause then you get, like, a $20 million cap if you trade him now. So, it's – yeah. I, I think that's a huge story right now with the quarterback. Where is Mark, by the way? I don't know. I texted him five times. Uh, it's, it's crazy. I, I mean – uh, he was coming on the show, and then back? He, I have no idea what's going on with the guy. I, I mean, he told me he wanted to come on the show, and um, ever since he left, you know, I'm, I'm right. Where are you? I, I, he should be on the show. There, there should Even if Jeff is on the show and stuff like that, it shouldn't matter. He should just zone him out. That's what radio is all about. You know, I, I, I think it's, you know, first of all, Mark is an incredible uh, analyst. He really is. He's yeah. got a tremendous amount of talent. And I, I think that I know Jeff's a little hard, on, but he's hard on everybody. He's hard on you. He's hard on, he's hard on everybody. The fact that, by the way, uh, I'll put Jeff on because he, he's calling back and I'm sure he's <laughs> loving this. <laughs> he canceled our guest. <laughs> no, I just, I, I think it's, it's, it, it, it really annoys me. Cause I, I think Mark, had a lot to give to the show today, and he's not gonna, he's not gonna come on the show because of the whole Jeff thing. I think it's it's, it's crazy. But Jeff, what's going on, man? 
I own another brain from this show. Is that great? I got, I now own Bean's squirrel brain and that Dixie doo-doo brain. Get him out of here. Mm, stop. I, I'm surprised that he, he, he didn't, he, he's not coming back into the feed. I, I would have loved to hear his take on, on, on baseball and, and really his take on the football. Does Alabama have any teams in baseball? Oh, God. Why are you so mean, man? You're, you're, you're... Not, not mean. Just asking a question. Yeah, just asking questions. You're asking questions because he's he lives in Alabama and he reps Alabama football and basketball. That's what it is. It's fun, isn't it? Oh man, <laughs> you're, so, you're such a mean person, man. You really listen, are. listen, listen. Here's the thing, right? Josh, we 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 were getting to the tipping point with Josh very early on, but he caught on to what we do and. And he developed a little bit of thick skin, so you got to give Josh a little bit of credit. These other squirrel brains are just charming soft. Absolutely charming soft. <laughs> I, you know, listen, Mark is a good dude, and, and I, I think that Mark has every right to be upset because you, my friend, have a very strong personality. And, I uh, asked him, uh, "What about Alabama?" Uh, oh, I was going to bring up what, what was it the the intern you had, um, Jeffrey? Oh my god, when you did the Jeffrey man, that was Jeff. That was brutal, man. <laughs> that, that, that wasn't brutal. That wasn't brutal. He was like, "Oh, David Collins is a reach. Get out of here." By the way, Carl says. <laughs> by the way, Carl says, "Hold, uh, hold the presses." Jeff gave Josh a credit. <laughs> yeah, that usually don't I, happen. <laughs> hold, on, I give, hold on, I give plenty of credit when credit is due. Do I not? You do. I, I will say that you do. Uh, right. I, so when credit is due, I'll be happy to hand out the superlatives for all of those folks and hand out compliments. Josh, good for you. You grew some thick skin. You're no longer a baby. Don't <laughs> deal with these squirrel brains anymore. Well, I was going to ask Jeff this question. Uh, are we headed for an Islanders Bruins showdown between you and Errol in the next few weeks? Is I this going to be endless bantering be between you two? It'll be fun. It'll be fun. Uh, yeah, no, uh, listen, that would be fun. Wouldn't be so great because it would mean the Islanders would move on and I would lose a bet. That wouldn't be great. But it would be entertainment <laughs> for the next round, correct? Yep. Yeah, it's true. It would. Yeah, it would be. Uh, I, I hope it happens. I, I, we got to see more of Matthew Barzell. Hit, that line needs to start playing. Uh, they, they, they last, the first two games, they, they haven't shown up. And, and if he, his line doesn't wake up, the Islanders aren't winning that series. And, well, you know what it was? Varlamov gave up. A, it, was the, it was a bad first goal he gave up, but he settled down after that first goal. But it was just they weren't getting enough chances on Jari. That was really It doesn't it matter. Matthew Barzell's their superstar. He should be finding a way to create some kind of offensive chances. And he hasn't. I mean, they're only, I mean, it's like when you get on that line, though, right? It comes out there. You're going to put Latang in. You're going to put those guys. You're going to put the same defensive pairing out there every single time. And you know what you're going to do is you're going to double Barzell, and then you're going to make everybody else beat you. That's what it is. So it's, it's only Barzell's going to Gosh, it's not going to matter. Dude. It's not. It's totally not going to matter. The Pittsburgh Penguins are going to send that team out like they're going to send that build that trash of the building out. <laughs> they're just going to dump all over them and close down that garbage building with that garbage team. And good luck playing it a horse. Track. And you know damn well. <laughs> and you know damn well. By the way, they're not a garbage team. They're not a garbage organization. And when they knock off the Pittsburgh Penguins and then they meet the Boston Bruins and they knock off the Boston Bruins, you oh won't be boy. saying much of anything. 
So <laughs> there's only you'll disappear like, I, I off the face see of the earth. Get speedy. You see what like, I did? <laughs> like very seriously, like the Islanders really do have a shot because Tristan Jarry is I, I, I he's he's trash. Tristan Jarry stinks. He played stinks. well. He played well in the second game. He did. He gave up. He was awful in game one and awful. gives up the softest yeah. trap in the goals. It's terrible. Mm-hmm. Well, the Islanders got to start shooting more on net because when you're giving the Pittsburgh Penguins 45, 46 shots in the game and you're only scoring one goal out of 20-something shots, there's a problem. And they, they need to score more goals, and, and Matthew Barzell needs to wake up. He I don't care if he's double-teamed. At least Kyle Palmieri woke up. Well, mm-hmm. he did yeah. in the first Let's game. Play, in the second. By the way, can we just point this out? Can we just put how just – Lethal, the Colorado Avalanche are. They are relentless. I'm watching them right Overrated. now. They're, they're, Overrated. They're the- really? I don't think they're going to the finals either. So no, no. What, what, what do you? It's, that's, it's fine if you say they don't want to. They're not going to go to the finals. Vegas could beat them. Okay, but Vegas can't even. Why overrated, Jeff? Well, because I, I don't, I don't think they're nearly as good as their record was. And truthfully, and and I know I'm going to look dumb when I say this. Like, totally dumb. And I'm willing to walk out on that limb. I don't care. I'm not you, squirrel brain. they're not getting past the Minnesota Wild. Minnesota really? Wild is going to take out Do you Vegas, think Minnesota's going to beat Vegas and then Colorado after that? I had Minnesota beating Vegas. I don't know if they win another round, though. That team that team has to yeah, travel that is a lot. Out Min- Dude, I think Minnesota is super underrated. They are. That, I agree. The, oh, who's that? Who's that? that for, they got Erickson Eck, who's really good. And who's that? Kareel Kaprizov. Kaprizov, oh, yep. Dude, that kid. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Now, awesome. I had Minnesota beating Vegas, Jeff, and they, what they did this year was definitely impressive considering how much they had to travel and the fact that they're supposed to be a rebuilding team. They weren't supposed to be in the playoffs this year. The Blues, I'm was, telling you, they, I, were be, they were 20 points better than the Blues. No, Arrow's best friend's yeah, having Blues, a good game tonight, though, Bennington. <laughs> oh, I can't stand him. I know, that's why I said I, I like Minnesota a, in the left. What a jackass I when I met him. By the way, and, and, and I realize y'all are going to make fun of me when Minnesota gets knocked out and go, "Oh, you love Minnesota," but I like Minnesota. I, I picked them to really be Vegas, team. Jeff. No, I don't think they. I don't think they beat Vegas. I think there's Vegas no wins. way. Vegas I think once out. Vegas get the the look, everybody made the joke after Game One, right? Vegas can't score in the playoffs, correct? That's mm-hmm. been the big knock on them the last couple of years. They can't score in the playoffs. Well, they finally did yesterday. It's all a matter of how consistent is Mark Andre Fleury going to be. That's what this whole thing leans on, right? It's a matter of which playoff performance of Fleury are we getting. Are we getting the one from when he goes on these cup runs, the one he had his first year in Vegas, or are we going to get the Penguin runs where he was giving up five or six goals a game against the Flyers? It was a joke. So far, he hasn't so really I, been that, though, in Vegas. He hasn't been the bad Penguins when he had five years where he was terrible in the playoffs. Oh, you remember that series? Yeah. Remember that, do you remember that Pittsburgh Philly series where every game was like seven to six? Yep. It was um, – who was it? It was the flurry for the Penguins. Who was the goalie? They got him from the Coyotes, the goalie for the Flyers. He he was believing in space. Mm-hmm. What the hell was his name? Flyers? Oh, what are you talking about? How long ago? This was in 20... Ilya Brzgalov. Ilya Brzgalov, thank you. It was 2012. That guy was out there, man. When he thought about space, he really – you thought Kyrie ever thought the world was flat? This guy really thought he was going to work for NASA when he was done with hockey. Holy oh, crap, this guy was out there. Whoa, 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 Hold on. What are you doing, Josh? Are you attacking this guy personally? You were just glugging down a whole bucket full of Kwame Brown jizz because, oh, Stephen A attacked him, and now you're attacking this guy? I don't wow, get paid a million dollars like Stephen A. Smith does. <laughs> hey, 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 Jeff, think of it this way. He didn't spread a rumor. <laughs> 
Wow, that, that's unbelievable, Josh. How you could take, how you could be. I, mean, I think you totally erroled that situation where you say one thing and then you do the complete opposite. Oh, f you, okay? F you, smart. I love that there's a name for it. I'm too. just, I'm just saying. A name for it. Well, listen, all I'm saying was, wasn't that your big gripe two minutes ago? Oh, they attack Kwame. And then, yes, but, then the difference is, Jeff, the thing, but the thing is, Jeff, at the same time, about Kwame Brown's personal life, that was what the situation was. Yes. Rizgalov was just a... Rizgalov was just a nutcase. And you're, and you're bringing up that he thinks the earth is flat and stuff. That's a personal opinion. Talk hot. No, 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 no. That's he not what... Hold on. That's not what he thought. That's what Kyrie, I'm saying. Brzezgov thought he thought space was so enamoring and wonderful to look at all the time. He thought he was going to work for NASA when he was done with the. Do you see how people? Do you see how people can't even own up to the fact that I caught you red-handed being hypocritical? <laughs> and you go, I'm sorry, you're right. <laughs> red-handed being hypocritical. You didn't even wait five minutes to switch <laughs> on the whole personal attack. You didn't even wait five minutes. Well, somehow, Jeff- I'm the bad guy because you're a hypocrite. No, Jeff, hold on. What's your thoughts on the whole Baffert situation with him not being allowed at Belmont? Good so what situation? Baffert. With Baffert, Baffert, not, being uh, not being allowed to go to the Belmont. I think it's actually, I think it's actually crap, right? Because the B and C samples of that horse came back clean, right? So where's the violation? There is no violation, and it's, and and it, it would seem as though that they're still holding them hostage, like there was one. Hmm. Mm. Interesting. Well, Although I don't really care. I'm for steroids and everything. Baseball or <laughs> horse racing, dope them up, let them run. Dude. I'm actually, I'm actually, I, I'm not even making a joke about it. I, I agree with Jeff, except in, in, in physical sports like uh, boxing and obviously MMA. Besides that, no way. Well, MMA is one thing. Yeah, MMA is one thing. Right. Like, I'm, I'm with you. I'm totally against it in MMA. But baseball, who cares? I hope they get so doped up That's, that humans even that was the best time in baseball, man. I agree with I agree with Jeff. In baseball, basketball, football, <clears throat> uh hockey. If you want to do steroids because you want to stay healthy, they're making millions and millions of dollars. Who cares? If what was the funnest like, times with baseball? What was the funnest time? It was probably what? The ninety eight ninety eight when it was after the, the strike. Phase. After the strike. When it was like McGuire, Sosa, Griffey. Luis Gonzalez, even Barry, Bar- I mean, all those guys—they all were jacked. But it was fun, Gary right? Sheffield. It was yep. enamored. Mm-hmm. The world was enamored by it. I mean, no one, no one cares about steroids. Like, no one cares. Like, the only place that it shouldn't be allowed is where people's lives are on the line: boxing and MMA yeah. and things like that. Because yes. you can, you can, you can legitimately hit someone and, and kill, kill them. So, like, that's him, not yeah. right. So, I'm not for that. And, oh, unless wait, is the bean fighting? <laughs> I might be for it all of a sudden. I might have just changed my mind. I've changed position. I'm for steroids. Uh, by the way, uh, Snug says, uh, oh, this is starting to sound like the Islanders are going to be the Dallas Cowboys of the NHL, and we have their best homer hosting the show. Yeah. Oh. Uh, Carl oh. says, the Lightning are relentless, Josh. Yes, yes, they are. Uh, Wait, what do you say? The Lightning are relentless. Who said that? Carl. Carl. Yes. Oh, they, yeah, they I agree with so him, far. too. Oh, I mean, look, when you get Steven Stamkos and Nikita Kucherov back, I mean, that freaking, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Carl says, Josh doesn't, oh, so, believe, Josh so, doesn't so believe in the space. Uh, Snug says, who here, fills... The jizz bucket, whatever that is. Carl says horse racing is so dirty. And Slug says, yeah, I want to see someone hit the ball 600 feet. Go ahead, Jeff. Hold on. Here's here's an honest, legitimate question. Are the Tampa Bay Lighting crazy cheaters right now? Are they cheating? Yes. 
How? Yes. What, what do you mean, Jeff? Because they put they put uh, uh, Kucherov on LTIR and had him out the whole season, so his salary didn't count against the salary cap. And now that the playoffs have started, they've brought him back. And if you added his salary, and they'd be over by ten million. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. Yeah. I, I heard about that. Too. That's an interesting Andy's loophole they found. Wow. I heard Andy's about that. I was a crutch player, though, man. Right, because there's no salary cap in the playoffs, so they totally skirted. And listen, it's a rule, so I guess like they found a loophole or whatever, right? right? Mm-hmm. But so, but you know, the, the cap should be the cap, and your team should be the team. If he didn't play all year and he didn't count against the cap, you shouldn't be able to bring him back for the playoffs. Hmm. Then I have that for don't they have that with baseball? You have to play a certain number of games to be awarded to play to be on the playoff roster. I think that's how it works in baseball. You have to play a certain number of games. Well, to be on the playoff well, roster. Well, no, because Kyle Schwarber was on the Cubs twenty fifteen or twenty sixteen playoff roster. Oh yeah, no, later, that, that, and he only he, he got hurt in within the first what six games of that season. I think that was in, it's a rule they used to have. They had to play a certain number of games. I think they got rid of it. Yeah, but you it, know, you yeah, might be right in terms of old baseball, but I, yeah. I, I don't think it is anymore. Because, like I said, Kyle Schwarber never came back. The year, the year he was hurt, and he came back for the NLCS, I think it was, and then played in the World Series. Uh, by the way, Carl says I found it hypocritical that Larusa is mad at his own player violating an unwritten rule, but he looked the other way with Maguire and Canseco. Yeah, that is mm-hmm. hypocritical. Big time. Yeah. We didn't even talk about that's that. That's not too. hypocritical. That's that's an outlier. That's not hypocritical at all. Every manager was looking the other way. Every player was looking the other way. Everybody was. Rob, uh, Bud Seelig was looking the other way. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm sorry, but you can't you can't hang one dude out to dry and say, oh, well, this guy's being hypocritical. No, bro, they all were. I again, I agree with Jeff. I I, I think that a lot of and this is the problem with professional sports. When it comes to money, when it comes to superstardom, it all becomes a hypocritical situation. When when somebody says something or somebody sees something and and they claim that they don't do it, but they do. Every team does it. Every just like we Jeff, we talked about this. Every team. Right, it's about the Yankees cheating, right? Yeah, everybody <laughs> cheats. Everybody cheats. <laughs> We've talked about this. Not just the Boston Red Sox or the Yankees. Every team has cheated. It was just the way the Astros did it. That is why they got the brunt of everything. That is that was well, but, the truth. But like, there's but there's certain cheating that's within the lines, right? Mm-hmm. Because like, if you can, if you get a guy a runner to second base and they can steal a sign and somehow signal the batter or what, like that's always been acceptable. Like that's all. Yeah, the argument was never against natural sign stealing. It was just the way the Astros did it with all the technology and the replay room, exactly, and and the trash cans, exactly. Right. Right. Now there's there's nothing wrong with natural sign stealing in that regard. Well, arrow screen got big. (laughs) (laughs) Arrow's playing with cameras. (laughs) I'm playing with cameras. Arrow screen got big like an eagle. It got huge. (laughs) Think about this. Think about this. The Beaver is actually the MVP of the Houston Astros. He was the trash can they were banging on. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. I like that one. I wonder if he's going to get a World Series ring. (laughs) <laughs> he'll, he'll get he'll get a real world, world series ring to go along with the uh the, the three straight super bowls the cowboys won oh jeez! leave yeah. the beef alone leave him right, alone and then his 25 oh, he said that the cowboys were gonna pick and they had one draft pick and he picked 25 <laughs> guys they were gonna pick hey listen the cowboys didn't have a very good draft and the beef agrees with that he didn't think yes. that they did he didn't. Dude, but he he but he thought last year's draft and every draft every draft pick he thinks is trash. Is Stevie Land trash? No, Bean's no. just an idiot and cynical. 
<laughs> yeah, the player he wanted played what five games for the Giants this year. Arrow <laughs> says, "Leave the beef alone," but then when Jeff makes the joke, he laughs at because it's I mean, funny. <laughs> but then... I mean, I'm not even kidding. How long? How long were Arrow and I on the phone with the beef, telling him how good Ceedee Lamb is going to be, and he was, and the entire time the beef go, "No, I just don't like it. I just don't like it." He wanted to trade Ceedee Lamb for McKinney. I was like, "You're on drugs." Who played five games for the Giants? <laughs> Ceedee Lamb was probably Dallas's best receiver last year. He was. Did you know him when? Did you know him, Arrow? When he when the Manziel draft happened? Uh, yes, I did. Yes, oh, I, did. I can only imagine what he said about that one. He didn't want Manziel. I'm I, surprised I, a lot of Cowboys fans did. No, he didn't want Manziel. Uh, <laughs> I, they were, in the words of Arrow, they were all on drugs. They were on drugs, <laughs> uh, and so was Johnny John Manziel. Johnny was too. <laughs> So oh, Johnny was sniff- right? because- Johnny was sniffing in the green room. Are you kidding me? Look at him! <laughs> like, like watching watching the Cowboys draft. I swear to God, is like the most entertaining thing on the planet. Like, if you pull up each year's like roster of draft picks that they make, you can just like in real time see Jerry Jones slipping further and further into dementia. <laughs> <laughs> well, he did screw the Giants. There's no question that he did. Yes. He, he no question screwed the New York Giants. I'm not happy about that. <laughs> but that's he, brilliant, he, though. If you can, if you can I, screw I, over I someone in your division, division you got to do it. What was that, Jeff? But that's a brilliant move, though, because if you can screw over someone in your division, you got to do it. You got to take that shot. I, I do believe that the Cowboys reached out to the Giants before they made that trade with the, the, the Eagles and said, "Listen, the Eagles are going to move up. Uh, give us a third round pick, and we'll give you. We won't, you know." We'll give you the spot, and you get your guy. You, you get the guy that you want. And the Giants says no. <laughs> they probably said no, and they had to uh, look a different way. And and they actually made out on that trade with the uh, with the Bears. Yeah, they did. They got the, a first-round pick for next year. No, yeah, well, like, because if you look at because if you look at the Bears, the Bears could be a top ten. I believe the Bears could be a a top the, ten worst team in the league. So they got two the, top ten picks. But the Giants didn't. The Giants didn't lose any. Like the Giants really would have been big losers if they had moved up because you can't honestly convince me that like right now, having seen neither of them play, that you think. Devontae Smith is going to be that much better of a pro than Kadarius Tony because I think Kadarius Tony can play. I hope you're right, but I, I don't believe it. <laughs> Devontae Smith, I think, is going to be that good. Speedy was, I called Speedy up the next day. He was in a very bad mood. I never heard Speedy actually that upset before. Uh, well, it was, yeah, it, I mean, it was like really Jeff bad. was saying, the Eagles did the right thing. They, they, that's what they have to do. They need a receiver, and oh. they know the Giants are going to do it. So, yeah, Howie Roseman, you did what you had to do. But, yeah, it's your division rival. I trade you with another division Speedy. rival. Of course, I'm going to be mad. <laughs> Speedy, I, I would just I would just counter your Devontae Smith is going to be good argument with the fact that Howie Roseman thought it was going to be good. You name the last thing that Howie Roseman thought was going to be good that I, actually was good. See, Howie Roseman's had some wacky drafts the last couple of years, but I think beyond that, he gets a very raw deal as a GM. I don't know why all these Eagles fans like, hate what him is, all the time. What has Howie, what is, what is Howie Roseman ever done that's worked out? I think, and then, and then I think that should tell, tell you Devontae Smith thinks. I think, to, I think the drafts before that were very good. I think his trades have been very good that he's made at the trade deadline that have gotten them into the playoffs a lot of the time. Yeah. I think the Darius Slay trade was one of the biggest steals I've ever seen for any team. They, you, you, they, they you got him for a three a, and a five. Go ahead, Jeff. I think it's a brilliant move giving the quarterback like two hundred million or one hundred and seventy million or whatever he got, and then being like, uh, next year we're going to let you go." 
Well, yeah. <laughs> okay. I, again, I'm not saying he's a world class GM. I don't. I don't think he's a. I don't think he's a top ten GM or anything like that. But the way Eagles fans make him out to be, they they make him seem like he's. They make they can see like he's like the worst GM in football, which I don't think he is. Speedy, every player on that team wants to leave. Every player wants to leave. No one wants to be there. Zach Ertz is dying to get out of town. Like no one wants to be there, and he's the reason. But they're they've also been notoriously stingy as a whole when it comes to trades, when it comes to protecting their own players too. And that sometimes you got to be that way as an organization. You don't want to sell short either and just give everyone away just because oh we want out. Then all of a sudden you become the the way the Jacksonville Jaguars downfall downfell. Now granted they got two first round picks for Jalen Ramsey, but beyond that trading everyone else that they traded, they barely got anything. So you don't want to go on that extreme either where you're going to end up selling short. Like I was saying, Detroit traded Darius Slay to the Eagles and only got a third and a fifth round pick for a guy that's a top five, top ten corner in the league. So judge judge what you're saying with the Eagles with what making players happy, but they're still doing operational things, certain things well. And that doesn't mean that doesn't make you a terrible GM. Mark is not coming on tonight. Mm-hmm. He just said, oh, you? that's great. Yeah. Mark's that not coming on. What, 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 what did he say? Oh. I'm not going to read what he said online. All right. Uh, I'll talk to you off the air. Yeah, I love but, it. I love it. I'm gonna put. I'm gonna put his brain in a jar right next to the bees on my shelf. <laughs> Terrible, Jeff. <laughs> He's bad. He really is. Uh, I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna start labeling these this collection of brains I now have. Oh man, it, it's a shame. Uh, he, he wanted to apologize that he can't make it back on tonight. Well, well. Um, uh, hopefully we get Mark on in the near future. Because you'll, you'll, of... Yeah, you'll have to give me his number to his show so I can uh, work things out with him. <laughs> I'm sure you will. I'm sure, <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure you'll make it just so worth his wild. <laughs> I'll probably get more mad at Arrow for giving you his number. <laughs> oh, he killed me. He killed me. I mean, I told. I'll I, find I, it. I'll find it. I'll go to the interwebs. And, what's, this, what's the name of the show? <laughs> it's called Blow Tide. I would love to get, you know, the Beave and, and Jeff on the show. And the Beave told me straight out, I will never go on a show and talk to Jeff I'm, ever. I'm, listen, I'm, a, I'm an adult. I'm game for it. I can be, you know, like, let's be, like, I've been very professional. I've called Josh out for his immaturity, you know, his hypocrisy, <laughs> Kwame Brown, and that. All I talk about is how good players are and how good teams are. They can't handle that because their teams are dumpster fires. <laughs> <laughs> so what it's, do we it's, get? It's, unbe- it's, it's unbelievable. The bead cried more than Dak Prescott when his foot was on backwards. Jeff, you're horrible, man. Ring the bell. Prescott took Don't it like worry. a man and the bead cried his eyes out. Oh man, you're horrible, dude. You are. <laughs> what? But yeah, we all laugh at it. That's perfect. <laughs> horrible. And you know what's funny is the beef actually on Wednesdays he can't listen to the show because he he gets home from work late. So he listens to the sh- the whole show when he's working the next morning, and he listens to every time Jeff calls the show. He's like, oh, tell him, tell that sob blah 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 blah. <laughs> I'm gonna fly over there to Tampa. I'm gonna kill him. <laughs> oh, squirrel, oh, oh. See, see, this is what happens. I've never threatened Squirrel Brain. Why is Squirrel Brain gotta threaten me? <laughs> squirrel Brain. <laughs> squirrel Brain. Oh man, that's what he is. That's what he is. He's got the brain of a squirrel. <laughs> 
Uh, let's get into baseball. <laughs> Have I ever threatened anybody? This is ridiculous. No. I feel well, my life is in danger. Your life's in danger now? <laughs> oh, well, I don't, I don't want to face the beads this superior. Oh, look out, cookout. By the way, I don't want to hear any more with these Pauls. Jake Paul, sh- I mean, the stupid stuff that he's trying to call out Conor McGregor. It's ridiculous. These guys are making millions and millions of dollars calling out, and they're fighting nobodies. They're fighting the only person. Now, Logan is fighting somebody. You know, he's fighting uh, Floyd Mayweather. But look at the size of Floyd Mayweather to Logan. I mean, this guy is like six foot three, two hundred and twenty pounds, and he's fighting little little Floyd Mayweather at one hundred and seventy pounds. I mean, yeah, but at that- least that would. Yeah, but that's, that's not like it's not exactly like you know the bee fighting the bagel boss guy. Like mm-hmm. those dudes want to fight, you know. Yeah, but you're fifty pounds heavier than Floyd Mayweather, and I think I still think Floyd's going to be. Well, what's the high for Floyd anyway? What? The, how tall? He's very short, isn't he? Very small. He's five eight. Floyd is five eight, and in this game, five eight is six three. You said for six two six three. Yeah, he's six two six three. Yeah, it's a big reach. It's it's huge, and he's also <laughs> like. There's no weight class because it's exhibition. So yeah, you have to get him a high chair. That's so you're talking about you're talking about almost 30, 40 pounds that he's fighting against. I, I mean, that's and you want to know something. What, what's going to be really scary is if this guy gets in a ring and knocks out Floyd Mayweather. You, you'll never hear the end of this. And it, it's it and to me, being that you're a lot bigger than him, it's not fair. It really is. I, I think I'm betting on Jake Paul because I think it's all theater. Right, like there's no way Jake Paul could actually knock out who was that last tomato can he fought. That dude took a total dive, but if that dude actually wanted to fight, he would beat Jake Paul up. He's an actual fighter. Well, he's an M. First of all, he first if you know anything about uh, I forget his name, but I uh, he he's not a good stand up fighter. He's a wrestler, and and every single st- fight that he got into when it when it came to a a boxer or um um like when he when he fought Lawler. And he actually tapped out Lawler. If you saw it, he should have lost that fight. Lawler kicked the crap out of him. He cannot stand up and fight. Jake Paul picks fighters that are not good in, you know, a stand-up fighting. They're just not. Every single – he fought an ex-NBA player, Nate Robinson. Who's Nate Robinson in a boxing I still world? think the best part of that fight was Snoop Dogg doing the old Lord thing after Nate got knocked out. I now, mean, he started saying a prayer for Nate. Who, I mean, he starts. <laughs> who's the who? Who who's fought? Who does Jake Paul? Fought? I mean, that was actually my that that was actually my favorite fight, right? Because that was that, that <laughs> like, Nate could be after that. Haven't heard that, from him. That really was my favorite fight, though. That happened during NBA preseason, and it was hilarious to see the Knicks take an L before the season already started. Oh God, my yeah. favorite fight. And yet they're the number four seed in the Eastern Conference. Uh, you keep taking shots at the Knicks, and the Knicks are the fourth seed in the Eastern Conference, all the way forward. Yeah, terrific. And to, from, terrific. And 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 what did I tell you, man? Why are you why are you mocking the Knicks? You should give the Knicks a lot of credit for what they the Celtics, done. Dude, you can bring up the Celtics all you want. I heard you do earlier. Mm-hmm. Dude, the Celtics stink. I don't care. But the Knicks, they also stink. Let's just fast forward to the final, the Eastern Conference Finals, when it's Seventy Sixers and the Nets, because that's who it's going to be. Really? Because I don't think the Seventy. I think whoever, if the Knicks play the 70s. I mean, the way the bracket, the way the bracket is laid out, that's probably who it's If the be. Knicks. Oh, Howard said that he said that the, the Bucks were going to beat the Nets in the second round. I said, really? You're really who going said that? Who said that? It's Colin Cowherd. Yeah, I don't think that's. He's a dopey head. No, I think I think if the Knicks match up against the 76ers, I think they match up very well against the 76ers. I think they but could beat the 76ers. win the seven-game series, though. I do. I think they could beat the 76ers. Wow. 
If they match up, why are you saying G's? Because they can't stay healthy. They're there. Who's their second score? Who's the second score? Who does the 76? Who? Oh, that's a bad Jeff. You brought up Harris. I'm going to kill you now. Tobias Harris, the Long Island native, the Huntington native. You're going to tell me he's. He's a he's an overrated player. He's highly paid. He's a, he's, a, he's he's by far a better second option or third option. By the way, because we could put Ben Simmons in that conversation than even any of the second or third options. Really, the Knicks have. R.J. Barrett averages really? more, average. R.J. Barrett averaged more points, more rebounds, and more assists than him this year. I don't know what you're talking about. R.J. Barrett, a second year player, a second year player. Dude, Joel Embiid's going to clothesline that dude. It's going to be over. But dude. we're not Joel talking Embiid about we're not talking it. about Joel Embiid because he's matched up against Julius Randle. Okay, and we're talking about there? and who's better there and who's better there? Joel Embiid, but not by much, not by much. By a mile. Oh, you're on drugs. <laughs> you're <laughs> on drugs. You're on drugs. By oh. a mile. Oh, Joel Embiid. Okay, let's go to Joel Embiid and what he's done this year. Okay. No, 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 no. no let's. No, no, uh, yeah, 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 no, yeah, no, yeah. No, no, no. We're not. No, we're not doing stats because the matchup will be there, and when they match up, right, it'll just be Joel Embiid dunking all over that. Hold on one second. Dude. They're not going to be matching up because he's not the center. He's not going to be defending him. Great. Robinson will be back coming in. Give me that bean pole in New Orleans, Noel. Yeah, Nerlens Noel, Noel, who 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 led the league in blocks this year. Yeah, uh, Nerlens Noel, that same Nerlens Noel. Yeah, Please, jo- dude, Joel Embiid's gonna body that little skinny prick. Yeah, well, he's let- absolutely gonna body him. Okay, so Joel Embiid, who averaged twenty eight points, ten rebounds, and two assists, to Julius Randle's twenty five, ten, and six. Who had a better season? I-, I I would say Julius Randle had a better season. It's all about Embiid. putting the ball. It's all about putting the ball in the bucket. Yeah. Who did that more? What, by three points? By three points. And by the Game. way, by the way, uh, better field goal percentage, Julius Randle. Better three-point no percentage, uh, no Julius Randle. Free throws, no Julius Randle. I mean, Julius Randle. No one cares. I just, I just gave you numbers. You're telling me, Joel Embiid, Randle had a better season. Randle had a better Terrific. season. I'm just awesome. telling you the facts. And R.J. Barrett? Go ahead. I hope, I hope he... I hope he gets his great runner-up trophy for MVP, and he's proud of it. Why? Why is it that you hate the Knicks so much, man? What is What is up with you, man? The Knicks haven't. Uh, why do you hate them so much? <laughs> well, you're going to say the Knicks haven't done anything to you. Yeah, they haven't. <laughs> they haven't. I, I mean, serious. I you you talk about well the Knicks this and the Knicks that. The Knicks have played very very good basketball. And you can't give them credit for like they're, they're, No, but they're certainly the surprise of the NBA season. It's a, it's, a, it's a pleasant surprise for basketball. Basketball is better when the Knicks are good. The Knicks, had the, se- the Knicks had the second hardest schedule in the second half of the season. They had the oh, second God. They had the second best schedule argument. They had the like, second best record in the second half of the season out of any team. So you can't awesome. honestly tell me you can't give them credit for what they did. I just said basketball is better when the Knicks are Yeah, but that's not giving them a compliment. And they're they're certainly the surprise of the season because everyone thought at the beginning of the season they were going to be the typical trash they've been for the last 30 years, and that hasn't been the case. Congratulations. So now I'm going to hold the Knicks to your standard, how you hold up. Look, he won. Look, he won. He's won nothing. He's won nothing. 
That's right. What, so, so they're garbage. Oh, and wait. When they beat when they beat the Atlanta the, the Atlanta Hawks, and then they go play the 76ers, and they smash up on them, and they go to the Eastern Conference Finals. They will not oh. win the Eastern Conference. You think this is an Eastern Conference Finals? Oh, I think, I think, I really believe that if the Knicks oh, are dude. matched of up. Of course you do. If the Knicks match do. up against the 76ers, they're going to beat them. I'm telling you right I'm, now. I'm telling you right now. I've telling never you right heard now. more. Del- I've never heard in my life more delirious musings from someone delirious. who doesn't do drugs. Delirious. <laughs> How is it you don't do drugs? First of all, it's there's nothing delirious about it. Doc Rivers is their head coach. Okay, enough said. Okay, I I don't think the guy's a winner. He's never been a winner. He won a championship with the the Celtics because of Tom Thibodeau. He wasn't even so coaching he's never, that team. He's never been a winner, but he won a championship. Yeah. So did Tom Thibodeau. He was the guy. He was the one coaching that team. So. Uh, that's all I'm going to say about that. But he wasn't. Yeah. But he wasn't. Yes, he was. He was the when the, when the breaks were called. Who were they sitting with? Who was giving them the? Who was making the play calling? Uh, Tom Thibodeau. Oh my God. Tom Thibodeau. Go on. You're a Celtic fan. You're a Celtic fan. I watched when they won the championship. Unbelievable to what? Oh, I watched that. I watched that whole the all the way to the championship. All the way to the, when they beat the Lakers. Yeah, I know. They, that, yeah. yeah, it was all Tom Thibodeau's it, championship. I'm tell, right. Tom You're Thibodeau right. had more uh, He had more of his name you, stamped to you, that than anybody. You couldn't You couldn't possibly stuff hey. any more of his balls in your mouth. You, you, <laughs> you could say whatever you want. You can, you can argue your points all you want. What is Doc Rivers? He went to the 76ers. Did he make him that what much better? Did he make him that much better? Did he win a championship? He won a championship with the Celtics. Kevin Garnett, did, Ray Allen, did, and did, obviously did, Paul Pierce. Did, Me and you could have won a championship, did, you butthead. Did Tibbs win a championship as a head coach? What? Did Tibbs? What do you mean, did Tibbs? Yeah, he did. did. did, he win, did, did uh, as a head coach, he did? Where? No, he didn't win a championship with a head coach, but he didn't oh, have the, right. Did he have a talent? Okay. Did he have the talent that, that uh, Doc Rivers had over there with the Celtics? Hey, hey, Three Hall coach. of Famers? Be a better coach. Oh, get the hell out of here. You're on drugs. What did he do with the Clippers last year, with the great Clippers? Uh, they got fucking Lou over there. What are oh, they going to do over there? What are they going to do now? What he did with the Clippers is got paid. He got that bomber. Oh yeah, he got paid all right. He got paid and he got hit the ra- hit the rack over there. Hit the hit the road jack. Okay, <laughs> and then he he made a trade for his son with the Knicks. And where did his son go? He went to the OKC Thunder because he didn't want his son there either. So give me a break. I mean, Doc Rivers. I hated him as a Nick. I hate him as a coach. Highly overrated. The guy does. It's not worth garbage. Okay. And I, you, you notice everyone's overrated except who's coaching your team. That's not true. I made fun of. But, I made no, fun of remember, David Fisdale forever. Do you, do you, do I you made fun of him. down a gallon of Todd Bowles has come. Do you remember that one? Oh, 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 oh. Oh, no, God. actually, Errol was. This is when I first came to the oh, network. Oh. Errol and I were actually the only ones attacking Todd Bowles. I a lot of people Todd actually Bowles. liked Todd Bowles on our network. I hated Todd Bowles. Oh. I hated Todd and then, Bowles. And, and, and then when they hired, there Adam he goes Gates. with the Jets and the Homer shit. First few weeks, they hired Adam Gates. Oh, Adam Gates is going to be great. First of all, I loved Adam Gates over out of Fatso over there at the Cowboys. Okay, I didn't want him either. I I would have taken Adam Gase any day. And and by the way, he'll be fired at the end of the year. Trash organizations, trash organizations operating in New York. The next thing, and I didn't love Adam Gase. Stead says I loved Adam Gase. I did not love Adam Gase. 
I did not love Adam Gase. I don't know what you guys are talking about, that I loved Adam Gase. I did not. Have, have the Mets got a horrible death yet this year or what? Like, uh, was their season already over? The Mets? What, yeah. What team is still in it in New York? The Yankees and the Mets. What are you talking the Mets about? Are both, they're both in first place, aren't they? No, the Yankees aren't. They're in the second Yankees place. Yankees aren't in first, but no, they're playing but they're a lot better. The Yankees are in second place, but the Yankees have won every. Se- they've won their last five series, and they're going to catch Boston. Don't worry. They're going to catch worry, Boston. I heard, don't worry, Josh. I heard you say the Mets are in first place. Guess what, buddy? No team that the Beeb roots for is successful. So let's just wait for the downfall, buddy, and blame the Beeb. That's fine. It probably will happen, and I won't probably blame the Beeb. But even at to that point, I mean, think about it this way. I, my favorite team, Mets, Jets, Rangers, and Knicks. My longest tenured head coaches of my four teams is Luis Rojas. He's been there the longest for a year. He's terrible. So think about that, Brad. It's, it's terrible. He's but terrible. That's, he, he, that's, he, I'll agree with terrible. He is terrible. He's but terrible. you know what? But, but you look at it this way. I will say this about I, – I can't say Rojas. It's amazing that what the job he did this series against Atlanta to keep this team afloat. It's a miracle. I mean, but look at it this way. Look at New York sports in general. Who's the longest tenure coach right now in New York? I think it's probably probably Barry Trotz. Mm. No, Aaron Boone. No, Boone? Yeah, I think Aaron Boone by a little bit. That's, yeah. Boone and then no, Barry that's not New York sports. That's not New York Boone sports. Boone will be the gone after this The island doesn't count as New York sports because New York rejected them. They tried to go play in the bar. Get out of here. What are you on? What drugs are you on now? You attacking the no, Islanders again? No, hey, Jeff, they're playing in no, they the 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 They're in New York. What are you talking about? They're on no, Long they're Island. They're the, they're the island, right? Exactly. That's, that's New York, you idiot. That's a whole different animal. Oh, stop it. A Jeff, whole different animal. Jeff, you sound like an idiot now. See, but this is why Snook brings up the horse truck. Uh, first of all, they, the new the track. new arena is going to be one of the nicest arenas in professional sports. What are you talking right, about? Did sports. you see it? Did you see the arena? It's beautiful. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Terrific. I've been to, I've been I've been to the Great Celtics uh, I, the Boston Bruins arena too. That's crap too. It's built in a freaking building. It doesn't even look you, like a stadium. Bite your tongue. God's playing that building. God. God's playing that building. Okay, God. And by the way, you were the first one to say how awesome that building was when you were at the Stanley Cup. You were like, Bruins fans are the shit. Uh, First of all, you did say that. First of all, I didn't say the stadium. I said the fans. I was very impressed with the fans there. They were very, first of all, the Bruin fans had nothing but respect for New York fans. They, they by the way, nothing. this became Jeff being the special guest, by the way. Just letting you all know that. Jeff took over the special guest segment. Yeah, Jeff. <laughs> Jeff, Jeff Schmatt. He's taking shots at the Islanders for some reason tonight. And the uh, Islanders have done that. He's taking shots every New York team. Because, yeah. dude, it's, it's, dude, the island isn't New York. It's like, it's it's like New York. Island isn't part of New York. Yes, either. it is. What are you talking about? No, it's not. It's just... Staten Island is the dump of New York. That's it's, it's, it's the, New York. You just said it. It's New York. Their, it's where they send their trash. That's where. That's where <laughs> Staten Island is. Where they send their trash. So hold on one second. So hold on one second. Because the island is the island, it's not New York. And because Staten Island is trash, it's not New York. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I mean, listen. You guys don't. You guys don't ever talk Buffalo Bills football, right? Because uh, that's New York. Um, I guess from that logic, Sean McDermott's the longest tenured head to coach of New York. That is a good point. <laughs> the longest tenured head coach. Disrespecting yeah. the Buffalo Bills. All of you. It's it's unbelievable how garbage you guys are. Disrespect. Oh, but that's not New York. So if that's not New York, guess what? The island beat New York. I picked him to go to the Super Bowl to start of the playoffs. How was I disrespecting the Bills? <laughs> unbelievable. 
disrespecting the Bills. You're, so hold on. <laughs> We're disrespecting the Bills, and you've been disrespecting the Knicks, the Islanders, two teams that made the playoffs. And by the way, didn't just skin into the playoffs. They made Dude, the playoffs. Dude, you got, first of all, it's all the little baby brothers of New York that do anything, right? Because – 90% of the time, y- y'all won't even acknowledge that those teams exist because it's the Knicks, not the Nets. It's the Rangers, not the Islanders. It's the Yankees, not the Nets. And all the little brothers are finally doing something, and now you guys want to jerk them off? Get out of here. And we all you say the Islanders are a better team than the Rangers. <laughs> so. The Islanders are the, well, jerk them off. The Islanders are little brothers to the Rangers. Uh, the Mets are the little brothers to the Yankees, and they're in first place, and the Yankees aren't. What are you talking about, Jeff? And the Knicks, uh, by the way. That's what I'm saying. You guys, you guys won't even acknowledge those franchises. I do. We, we talk years, about the Knicks. No, we, we, we talk about the Mets. We talk about everything. We talk about all the franchises. Oh, a lot of times we talk about no, the Mets Josh, for the wrong reasons. You, but No, yeah, Josh. Yeah, you guys talk about the Mets because, dude, the, the season. What do I always say, Speedy? The season oh, doesn't yes. start for the Mets until the first person gets hurt. Well, that's already happened. Oh, no, Jeff, forever you're on number 14. What, are you kidding me? Oh, that's already <laughs> happened. Believe me. <laughs> it's a vicious cycle. The Mets are just in a uh, crappy division right now. So that's the nice thing that. about it. They're lucky the division sucks. And I mean, look at the Yankees division. You have three teams with 20 – four teams with 20 or more wins. You got – Boston twenty six and eighteen, Tampa twenty five and nineteen, Toronto twenty three and eighteen, the Yankees twenty four and nineteen, and Baltimore seventeen and twenty five. I mean, yeah, you're not you're not still buying into the Red Sox yet, are you? I don't think. No, I don't think. The Red Sox stink. No, he you, doesn't like you the Red Sox. This, dude, the Red this Red Sox team is going to choke and die. You watch. I've been saying that for the longest time. It's it's real cute that they've had a good start to the season, and that's all well and good. It's real cute. Oh, look at us. We're in first. Dude, this team stinks. <laughs> <laughs> this team stinks. <laughs> this is honest. Hey, look at it this way. You gotta, uh, He's honest when he wants you gotta, to you be gotta honest. You've some credit, though. I mean, Jesus, that team was a dumpster fire last year. It was awful. I don't know. It's time to investigate. Maybe they're cheating again. <laughs> no, I mean, shoot, man. I mean, that team was on, Speedy. You of all people are now turning on me and say maybe they're cheating again. <laughs> first, of all, for, for, first of all, hold on, hold on. Major League Baseball did an investigation, and what did they find on the Red Sox? Okay, I was joking, Nothing. Jeff. I was joking. Nothing. Wherever Alex Cora goes, wherever Alex Cora goes, there has to be some shadiness. Hey, listen, he got suspended for what he did in Houston, not for anything he did in Boston. So you can take your aspersions and cast them somewhere else, you moron. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh, man. That's Jeff, ladies and gentlemen. And and, and by the way, and by the way, here's the other thing. Oh, you want to be like, oh, the Red Sox are cheating. They got out of score. Hey, Mets fan. Didn't you hire Carlos Beltran? And didn't he get thrown out of baseball for the same thing? Dude, yeah. clean up your own house before you come across the street looking at mine. Okay, nobody's <laughs> defending Carlos Beltran. <laughs> I don't think there's a Mets fan defending Carlos Beltran you, as a manager. And I would tell you this, and Errol, Errol could attest to this because I was talking to him at the time. Up, oh, I think, did we lose Errol? Nope. I'll be does. back. I'll be back. Oh, okay. I don't what think, Jeff, I don't think any Mets fan was defending Carlos Beltran as no, a manager. I, <laughs> Really quick. When no, you, I really, no, I just yeah. find it hilarious that that's the aspersion you yeah. want to cast rather than being like, well, I'm an idiot too. Right? <laughs> well, like, that's, I, what, that's what you guys do. You guys don't want to acknowledge any of your own faults. Let or me anything, say something, right? Jeff. Like, when, when they hired Beltran, I was disgusted by it. I absolutely I wanted nothing to do with that guy. 
nothing. Not even because he cheated, because I didn't think he was even good enough to Josh, be the management team. Josh, Josh, it wasn't a it wasn't a comment towards you because you're not the one being like, oh, wherever Alex Cora goes, there's cheating, dude. Look at your own team before you come across. I love and be Alex like, Cora, oh. man. I love Alex like, Cora. He's, like, oh, he's a good freaking manager. Dude, Speedy, you're at the bottom of the barrel all of a sudden because even Josh wasn't dumb enough to make that comment. You were. <laughs> well, you see, there's somewhat of a shot in there for me as well. So if it makes you feel better, Speedy, but it was it wasn't fully the shot, so it's okay. That's fine, Jeff. Again, I can make jokes too. I'm allowed to make jokes based on. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's not a joke. I can that's I can bash Carlos Beltran serious. too if you really want me to, Jeff. Speedy's no, yelling. No, there's no joke there. I was being very serious. Like you, you should look at your own team before you cast those aspersions because did major. Baseball find that the Red Sox cheated. I know they didn't, Jeff. I know. I'm saying. So why, so why I, did you say something? Because like that? that we because, because Alex Cora was mentioned. If Carlos Beltran was mentioned, I could have taken a shot at him too. I don't know. No, and I'm sick no. of also the Mets fans basically saying that the Mets should bring back Carlos Beltran. Enough already. Enough. No, Move I, on, please. No. Actually, actually, no one mentioned Alex Cora. I just said the Red Sox stink, and you're the one who brought up Alex Cora. No, someone else did like first. That. I had no. I, I had like no. Josh brought up Alex Cora first. I, I then I just I, I just brought him up, Speedy, because I like for, for some He's reason I feel like you have like this pent up anger and you want to lash out at people for some reason. Be better, Speedy. He's still getting over the Kadarius Tony pick, Jeff. That's what it is. I talked to him the next day. He was very he was very perturbed by it. I'd never heard him that angry before in my life. Kadarius Tony's going to be a player, and then I'll I'll wait for Speedy's apology for being like, "Sorry, you were right." Kadarius. Tony How good do you think Kadarius uh, Tony's going to be? Dude, I I'm not going to say he's a number one in the league, but he's certainly going to be a very good number two. But who do you compare his skill to? If you were to pick a player. Oh God, I, he's not as tall. I don't think, but I would say he's kind of probably like a Juju Smith-Schuster. Really? Hmm. Interesting. They call him the human joystick. Interesting. I thought that's Terry Cohen was called the human joystick. Juju Mama Lulu. That's like comparison. Well, it, it, if if he's anywhere close to the player that you think he is, uh, the Giants got themselves a a pretty damn good player. Mm. I think he's a good player. Now, listen, it's all going to come down to Skeen and Danny Dimes can throw the football, but I think it's going to help. I think he's going to be a pretty good player, and I think Speedy's going to really regret saying all these bad things about Kadarius Tony. Are you going to the? Are you going on a limb, Jeff? And you're saying that this is going down like the beef C D Lamb comments about how he didn't want C D Lamb. Is that going down that route? With no, he's not. There's a big difference between Kadarius no, Tony, no, no. who was who was no, thought no, no, as a no. late first round pick, early second round pick, and C D Lamb, who was a top ten player on on everyone's top board. five on my board, uh, top I mean, five on Harold. Yeah, well, he didn't well, let's want put, let's Lamb. put it this way: if we, Josh, if you want the comparison very seriously, when you go back to last year's draft, C D Lamb was in the Jalen Waddle. Uh, he was he was a top three wide receiver in last year's draft. No like question. Previous year's yep. draft, Absolutely. right? That like that was the talk. Who's going to go first? So basically, it's literally like the the Devonte Smith, Jalen Waddle, Jamar Chase argument because there was essentially three wide receivers this year, but it was all the other guys that really did well. Like if you go back to that draft, the CD Land draft. Mm-hmm. It was all the other guys that, that performed very well. Right. Did anyone was anyone raving about Justin Jefferson? They were like, no, no I wasn't. Kind of an I wasn't. And Justin Jefferson probably is the best of the group right now. Yeah, he had the best year. He had definitely had the best year. And I still don't understand the Henry Ruggs pick. No, no, I don't either. No, I don't either. And I, 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 that was that was one of the things I was right on. I the was best wide receiver Ruggs. in last year's draft, in my eyes, was CeeDee Lamb. And I still think he's going to be the best wide receiver in the class. Wh- 
and and that could very well yes. turn out to be yes. the truth, right? Like I'm not saying that it's not. Yeah. But who had the best season? Last Jefferson. Year? Jefferson had the best season. Absolutely. Yes. And again, you're right, Jeff. Probably the next two were probably Ayuk and Higgins after that. So it wasn't even Lamb or Judy that yeah, was even yeah, thought of. Right. So before you go quitting on Kadarius Tony, and I and listen, I'm not saying that you're saying the same things the Beeb said about Phoebe Lamb. So I'm not putting you in that category. You're being hopeful but skeptical, which yes. is fine, which a lot of people can do. So I don't fault you for that. But I really think you're going to like Kadarius Tony. Well, what about what about with you, what about with you and Elijah Moore? He was the end of. Next- I'll be waiting for my apology. I'll be waiting for my apology, Speedy, at the end of next year. Jeff, I hope you're right. I really do. Jeff, what's your comparison with Elijah Moore then? Dude, just like I'm going to line up and wait for apologies from every last one of you about David Collins. (laughs) Every last one of you. We got to get get Jeffrey back for that one. (laughs) He wasn't, by the way, Josh, uh, Jeff wasn't big on Elijah Moore. Okay. No, 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 no. That's not what I said. Again, that's not Uh, what I said. Okay, what did you say? You did, you thought that the Jets should have went for an offensive said, line. Yes, I said in that position, if I had been the Jets, I would have taken question. the elite offense. I got a question for you. If the, if that's the case, if Elijah Wood, Elijah Moore becomes uh, a breakout wide receiver like uh, a Jefferson or let's say a Tyree Kill, a Tyree Kill, really are you going to say that? Dude, listen. I'm first of all. My whole thing with Elijah Moore is he's a very good player. Mm-hmm. I have nothing wrong with the player, and I have nothing wrong with that. All I was saying was I think to the Jets right now, a offensive lineman in that position would have been more valuable, not only to help Zach Wilson, but to also be there for the running game, which would also take pressure off of Zach Wilson. And there was plenty of wide receivers still going late. Like, I don't think that anyone would have said, uh, if you had gotten Amari Rodgers in the next round, I don't think anyone would have been like, oh, terrible pick. Mm. I just think that you're getting Elijah Moore, a guy that they graded over a 90, which uh, a lot of people say is going to be just as good as any of the wide receivers that were drafted in front of him. He very well could be. He yeah. very well could be. That's that's absolutely the case. All I was saying was if I, were, if I had been I the understand. GM of the Jets, I understand. The, the trenches win games, does it not? Yes. <clears throat> so I would have gone offensive lineman. That's all I said. And, and I think Josh was on that phone call. Am I telling a lie about what I said, Josh? No, you did say that. You said that they, you did the offensive lineman would have been the better fit for them there, meaning the value pick because there were so other receivers on the board. You were thinking, I know the guy you brought up was Tev, was Jenkins was one of the guys you brought up. Um, right, but, but Errol is saying that I was like that I would have never picked Elijah Moore, and that's not. The I case. didn't I say that. I said you didn't like Elijah Moore. I didn't say I, that you would not. You I, wouldn't I, have no, no, no. I, I, no, again, not true. Okay, I like so Elijah Moore. I, I miss. I misunderstood. Like you, you misinterpreted it, Arrow. Yes. It's okay. Uh, it is I misinterpret a lot of things. You can ask my wife. <laughs> and this is this is how these things start, right? Because all I was saying was a preference for how a team is built, rather than than a, a certain player's abilities. I I think it's it's going to be very interesting. I hope Elijah Moore becomes out. What AJ Brown said, you know, in. You know, that video that I saw, A.J. Brown says he's not only much more talented, he believes he could be one of the best wide receivers in the NFL. If at anywhere it becomes the case, the Jets got themselves a gem in the beginning of the second round. So, I mean, but this, is, but this is the thing about the draft. Nobody knows right. what anybody is going to be. Because, That's why these draft be honest, if, if anybody thought that D.K. Metcalf was more than just like a bodybuilder or a track star, 
wouldn't he have been drafted before like the late third round, almost fourth Come round on, Jeff, or whatever? Right. Jeff, you know that if if he didn't if, if DK Metcalf didn't go to Seattle, he would have never been successful. I, I don't think he I think it, he it really has a has a hey, lot to do with DK, Russell Wilson. DK Metcalf can play football. Oh, I didn't say that he can't. I didn't say that he can't. But you he's playing with. You just said he's only successful because he. Went I'm to no. That's no, not dude, what. I, that's not. Football. That's not what I said. I said uh, it, it has a lot to do. If he went to another team, let's say he went to the Bengals without Joe Joe Bur- even with Joe Burrow's there, you think he would have been as successful as he is right now? I don't think he would have. Um, listen, listen. You can say that for a lot of players. Like very clearly, players' success and hit rate and things like that are determined by the situations they're drafted into. Do you I think anyone so. wants to be drafted? Like, listen, Zach Wilson. Um, and this is not a, a, a anything to say about Zach Wilson. But do you think anyone in the last ten years has pumped up like, man, I'm a New York Jet? No, they were probably like, shit, the Jets. God damn it. <laughs> when you said it, <laughs> thank yes, you, Jeff. God damn it! <laughs> thank I mean, you. But that's, but no that's the reality because they haven't been good, right? Like, do you think anyone's pumped up to be taken by the Detroit Lions? No, they're like, God damn it, Detroit. What's the saying? If, what was the saying, Big Daddy? What was the saying? The goddamn Jets. That's what it was. Yeah, every time. That's, that's right. That's the, every time that movie. <laughs> But that's the, that's the truth with every player, Errol. So you can't fault a guy because he went to a good situation and he thrived, right? Like, it, uh, most player success is determined by the situations that they go into. And, like, not all of them necessarily need to be bad, right? Because, like, you could be a defensive player and go play for an offensive guy, coach, and it's not going to work out because, you know, so, or, like, a, you know, you get drafted by a defensive guy and maybe he doesn't know what to do on oh, offense. So maybe you're by the way, John Davidson got a new job. Where did he go? He's going back to the Blue Jackets as president of hockey operations. Good for him. Good for him. I love John Davidson. John Davidson. He's going to uh, the Blue Jackets again, which I think is a good move by him. So a torch will be there. Torch will stay there. I don't know about that. Torch didn't want to be there. He tried to quit last year. (laughs) We'll see. I I, I think it was a big mistake, the Rangers letting him go. I, I really do believe that. I think John Davidson was the perfect fit for the Rangers. Which I'm confused because at the time when they hired him, you you, you didn't oh. even like his draft. No, I didn't like his draft, but he's still the yeah, perfect fit. I, mean, the... I don't know, man. Like draft, though. So what? Because he what had about, a bad but... draft? And what who did he spend his future? You don't want Babcock out there? No, I think oh, Bab- Babcock is not very oh, good with young players. Well, they're going to hire Gallant. That's who they're going to go with. We'll see. We'll see. I, I, I still... I still look at Messier as the guy. Oh, enough of this. I've had this argument with you nonstop already. Oh. I hope I hope it is so I can stick it in your face. I am fine. I, I hope mean, it I is. Well, right now I have a restraining First order, one, I guess. Josh, so I Josh should be quiet tonight anyways. anyways. Mm-hmm. He's the most hypocritical dude on the planet. Why are you taking personal shots at people, Josh? Who? You. Who am I taking Talk a shot? about flat earthers and stuff. Right after, right, right after that funny oh, yeah, comment. Off. Oh, again with right the first this thing, Jesus Christ, Jeff. <laughs> never let you, we'll never let you forget it. Jeff, the guy thought after he was done goaltending and giving up six goals a game, he thought he was going to oh. go be an astronaut for NASA. Are you kidding me? Have you heard of him? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I'm not going to let him forget because he's the same whiny <laughs> bitch that was whining about Kwame Brown and why do people talk about him? And then 
And then this dude goes and says that. Get out of here, dummy. Because the Kwame Brown shit was personal, man. I mean, the, the, the father left them on the tracks. I mean, that yeah. shit was personal. What did Ilya Preskov ever have done to his childhood to deserve the crap that he that he? he, he what did, are you trying to justify being years? hypocritical? I love uh, yeah, you. You know what, Jeff? I love being hypocritical, baby. I love it every second of it. That's what I am, Mister Hypocrite. That's why they call me that. <laughs> love <Jesus>. it. <laughs> Unbelievable. Who's your source on your rumors? Is it the Beeb? Is the Beeb your source on all your rumors? Oh, <laughs> the only time I've ever had a conversation with the Beeb was when you helped me pick up my grill. <laughs> that was pretty good. Me, uh, your sources there, you journalist. No, uh, let me. Well, I will say this. The sources I have are I just follow Twitter. <laughs> Unbelievable. I, I That's why I don't go on Twitter. I got over 2,000 people. It's, it's, so it's so funny, Jeff. It's so funny, Jeff. Everybody on our network, besides, besides Scott, and Scott posts everything, I seriously maybe post one thing every, like, two when months. You post, when you post, it's, like, the most random time and random thing you post. Like, <laughs> Twitter is the, the greatest game. place on like, the planet. You get to watch three months. I was every female journalist. What happened? What'd you say? I said Twitter is the greatest thing you'll ever see in your life. You get to go on there and see Speedy creep on every female journalist. <laughs> that's, that's what I said. <laughs> Jeff, when I first met Speedy... I think the second week I worked on um, the Weekend Crunch, Arrow and I, we were hanging out. And I go to Arrow and I go, did you see Speedy's page? And then Arrow goes, no, what I'm, we're looking through Speedy's page. I'm like, this dude likes and comments on every attractive journalist. Every <laughs> single yeah. one. And, it, and, and it's, it's always so on his page. It's so funny, too, because if you were to put either of their pictures side by side, they don't even look like the same species. <laughs> you know, it's like beautiful woman and then weird dude with wrap around Oakley's on. Like, what a dude. I know I'm weird, Jeff. You don't need to you don't need to tell me. But it's so funny, he'll like when he writes his messages, he'll be like he'd be like, Oh, that's awesome news. Congratulations, or that's great, good for you. Or this it's like and Can then I have there's your like, there's, like I don't know, I'm not that creepy, Errol. Nice try. He'll, he'll get a I like. I don't DM them. Like, and it's like Speedy Bad makes Speedy's day. He gets the like. Easily it makes his day. I don't DM them. I'm not that creepy. I would. Uh, Speedy, I would. I might of course you would. They <laughs> like anything you write. Pick is you should embarrassing DM. too. All profile pics. Even Screech would cringe if he was still alive. <laughs> I didn't say I was photogenic either, Jeff. Speedy. Anytime, anytime a woman likes anything you write to them, I DM them right away because ninety eight percent of them are probably very attractive women that they're probably like you need to call them or something. <laughs> well, maybe that maybe that, you maybe need that to says more Arrow about you. Josh. Like I don't know. No, you need to have Arrow do a GIF. Okay, listen, Speedy's thing is like this. <laughs> I'm telling you, when when I did that, when we went out to the club, that girl's eyes just blossomed. She was yeah, like, but then here's the problem. Here's the problem. He's too honest because then he brings up how a dog uh, ran into the room and licked his ass. If if he didn't fall, in, I told By him. Accident. I told Gosh. him. I told him when she asked him to go out for another night. I said, dude, do not fall in love with her. She's not looking for a relationship. She's looking. To, ha- to get some. And I told him this was your chance. He, he, he didn't listen to me. I, I, I love Speedy, oh. but I do this right now, and I say this to you all the time. 
the first woman Speedy bangs, that's going to be the woman he thinks he's going to marry. <laughs> Josh, you you are, gonna... if I if I had that much overconfidence in my dating abilities, I wouldn't struggle so much. You're like Leonard from The Big Bang Theory when he bangs Pe- when, when he bangs <laughs> Penny and he says, I love I, I hope I'm not that creepy, <laughs> but who knows? <laughs> you should have dragged her out of there and taken her to Pound Town, Speedy. <laughs> <laughs> I, t- I told him. She, he told me he was going out on a date. I'm like, dude. <laughs> I was like, do whatever you can to go home with her. <laughs> dude, he was so funny. On the, on, on, on the boat, on, on the, the boat, he's Steve. dancing upstairs, and he's, like, smiling. <laughs> oh, well, 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 the funny thing is, is that oh. when I when I, at my party, you know, I, I, I we opened up a circle, and I was like, where's Speedy? I ran downstairs, get Speedy, got him up there. He's got so much. I got to say something. If there's anybody that's got confidence, he doesn't give a crap what anybody nope. thinks. And it was so funny because I know I won't remember those people except for your friends. Yeah. Well, it was so care. funny. They love you, man. I know. Love you. Your it's friends not, love me, but again, the, the rest of them were just random people. So they're not going to care not, anyway. Yeah, but you're forgetting one thing, Errol. It's not confidence, it's alcoholism. Well, that's it. <laughs> that's it. It was so funny. It was so funny. Like, the. Like, so I drove speed to the party. I'll say all the, the girls, all of Errol's friends are saying hi to him. And then Lyle was thinking, and then Lyle's like joking around. You know how Lyle's, he's joking around. He goes, oh, what do you think Speedy's going to do? And I go to Lyle, I go, shut up, you. He's talked to one more woman tonight than you'll probably talk to the entire evening. So shut the hell up. <laughs> yeah, Errol's friends know I'm not going to go after them. No. Yeah, well. Yeah, I mean, Lyle was asking me, who's that girl? Who's that girl? You know, I kept saying to Lyle, who gives a shit? You're not even going to talk to them. So what do you care? <laughs> <laughs> the, the person who went out with Speedy, did you meet them on Grinder? <laughs> no, no, I met them at previous parties. Uh, uh, <laughs> compilation of previous parties, Jeff. I don't, I don't use online Jeff, dating. Let's make, Jeff, let's make it a little etiquette. Come on, coffee meets bagel, man. Little little etiquette there. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> what a show! Thank you, Jeff. Jesus Christ, this we went way over the damn time. Thanks, Jeff. <laughs> Thanks for having me, Errol. It's always a pleasure to be on Robbie Anderson Radio. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was Jeff. <laughs> he hasn't used that one in a while. <laughs> That was like three oh, years ago. He, yeah, that was three years ago. He used probably he's Anderson out of, he's radio. Out he's out of his mind, he dude. Really I gotta tell you, <laughs> yeah, that was funny tonight with him. He's always funny. He's out of his. Damn I mind. know he is. He's out of his mind. It's what he is, and I can't believe Mark didn't come on. Dude, I, uh, he took a shot at all three of us tonight in the span of the hour and change he was on. <laughs> he should have came on. I, I really think that Mark should have been on. But uh, what did Jeff do today? Hold on. So, Jeff, he took a shot at the Islanders and the Knicks. Yeah, yeah. He took a shot at, for Arrow. He took a shot at the at – the, at the at the um, at the Giants at me at, for, at the Giants or at, at me for thinking the Giants did a bad draft pick of Kadarius Tony and they took a shot at me about the Mets so and he took a shot at me yeah, about yeah. a joke I made about the, the only about time the, Red Sox. the only time he takes a shot at takes a shot at me is mainly the Jets and he thinks and then no, when he, the Knicks tonight with you yeah but he, he and only, the Islanders too he's digging at the Islanders now because they might be getting closer to the Bruins he's getting his material ready I can't I can't wait <laughs> until this digging, happens dude Jeff he's digging his material I can't wait till this happens because if the Islanders beat the Boston Bruins, oh boy, I will make sure that he feels he will not come on this show. I guarantee you, he'll disappear off the face of the earth 
if the Islanders beat the Bruins. I guarantee you, you will not hear from Jeff now for he's, weeks. Now, look, this, this is definitely not going to happen. But I tell you where we won't hear the endless amount of Jeff. Mm-hmm. If somehow, someway, it's not going to happen. It's definitely not going to happen. The Celtics beat the Brooklyn Nets. If, you won't hear oh, – what would you say? If the Celtics beat the Brooklyn Nets – Oh, I, you're going to have a party. I will be dancing <laughs> around. You know why I'll you're be dancing around? Because that I would say – because I, I, I really do think the Knicks match up very well against the 76ers. I really do believe that. I don't know, man. I That's do. A lot. I don't know I about that. that. Well, I heard your points and I heard Jeff. It's just a lot. How is it a lot? Because they, I got to listen. If they get past, if they get a play, if they get through one playoff run, it's gravy at this point, right? They get the playoff experience, they get it under their belt. That's what they want. I mean, you said months ago, you were saying, I hope the Knicks don't make the playoffs. You wanted them to try to win the lottery and get But now that they're there, now that they're there, and and I've heard Julius Randle, I I do believe they match up very well against the 76ers. Well, I think the week off is going to help I think Milwaukee is a little bit harder for the Knicks to beat because of the size and the advantage that they have. No, I don't. I think they match up better with Milwaukee than they do with Philly. Philly doesn't have depth. They don't. And and they have Harris. They have Embiid, and they have Simmons. That is it. There's nobody else that scares me on that team. The Knicks got a lot more depth than they do. Yeah. So well, they got to get through Atlanta first. I, I think Milwaukee. I think they'll beat Atlanta. I think Milwaukee. No, I think they will, too. I'll say six games. I think do. Milwaukee. I think if the Knicks played Milwaukee, I think Milwaukee matches up better against the Knicks. They'll beat the Knicks because of the size, ability, and the bench that they have, and they play defense. I will okay. tell you this. I'm warning you now. There's going to be times in this series because they're such a young team. There's going to be times in this series where they're going to they're going to make you rip your hair out. Yeah. You know it's going to happen in this series. You it will. Yeah, but I I, I think that the, I'm telling you. I think if the Knicks play the Philadelphia 76ers in the second round, which they're matched up against, I think they beat them. I, now I'm we all can agree on here they're not beating Brooklyn, right? No, nah, they're not beating Brooklyn. Okay, they're not. Okay, at least okay. no. I, I think the only team in the Eastern Conference oh, that can what's be going Bro- on in the, I know we have to leave in a minute. Yeah. I just want to see what's going on in the um. I, I, the only team that's going to beat the Brooklyn Nets in the Eastern Conference and, and has a chance to beat them is the Milwaukee Bucks. That's the only team, and I the reason why is I think because they they're 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 built for the playoffs and they they have the depth and they play defense. So the Lakers are winning ninety to eighty five with five and a half minutes. Game's left. over. 90 to 87. Yeah, now. because they had the Golden State Warriors had a 10 point lead with three minutes left to the third quarter. 13 point lead at halftime. <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't think well, that. Well, I, they got scored 35 24 in the third quarter. That's going to be a good game. 90 to 89 now with, with, six, with six minutes. LeBron left. scored 13 points in the, in the third quarter. I well, think. now they're on like a seven. They're on a 7 0 run right now, the Warriors. So we'll see. I mean, yeah, I, they're not winning. Trust me. No, listen, I agree. I, I think they're going to win the next game, though, Golden State. They'll beat Memphis. Yeah, I think so, too. No, they'll beat Memphis. They'll beat I- I'm predicting Golden State gets knocked out. Ooh. Oh, you're insane to think that they're not going to I hope you're right. I like Memphis. I hope no, you're me right. too. Listen, but... I'd love to see John Morant on a big stage, but it, it, I, I, I don't know about that. I'm, I'm predicting. Oh, well, if you're predicting, then I mean, it's probably not going to come to fruition, so there's that. <laughs> uh, well, that's, that's it for our show. By the way... Um, uh, before we go, the whole La Russa thing is ridiculous. The whole what? The whole Tony La Russa thing was ridiculous. Yeah, we well, should we get into that more tomorrow? We I think. will, that was, but I, I, I think we, that was our headliner, and we didn't really get into it. But he's an idiot. He yeah. threw his player under the bus. It, it, I, an idiot. 
Honestly, I think he should be fired. I, I do. He's outdated with the game. They're, they're, dude, they're, the clubhouse is going to turn on him like that. And you're going to see. I don't care what Giolito said today. Mm-hmm. Oh, we don't care. We're, we're in this together. Bull. I think he should be fired. I, I, I do. Too. He should have been hired in the first place. I think he should be fired. I think they should move on from it. I think that it was a terrible hire. They they fired. Not manager. really. They're in first place, right? Dude, they yes, fired manager of the year last year. Yeah, but they're in first place, and Tony Larusa's won. You well, know? who fires manager of the year? Unless you're the Marlins, who <laughs> fires George Rory? Who does that? Nobody said the Marlins were smart. Well, look, and again, the White Sox had a did the White they Sox manager <laughs> be, was he manager? Was, was the White Sox manager manager of the year? No. Hey, Rick Renteria, he won manager of the year last year. Oh, did he? In the American League, I could have sworn he did. I'm not sure. I thought oh, I thought I thought Melvin did. Okay, I'll look it up. No, hold on. I'm pretty sure he didn't win. If he didn't win, he was up for the running. No, it was Kevin Cash. Kevin Cash won manager of the year. Oh, he did. Let me see. Hold All on. right, he, he might have been a finalist then, Renteria. Yeah, I think it was. I think it was Cash, Melvin, and Renteria. That sounds right. Yeah, but you see what I mean? Though that's still like. Hey, no, he finished in second. Oh, he was second. Okay. He finished like, like, I mean, you finished second in manager of the year and you get fired. Maybe like, they didn't think they could, I didn't like, think he was that good anyway, though, either Renteria. Yeah, and he had a lot of other speed, bad years. Speed, before that, was, that. Speed, that was the first time they made the playoffs in it, how many years? It, it, and he was also not good with the Cubs. It is either. Tony LaRusso. I mean, come on, man. Who, who's I been... that, but, but clearly, as you could see how outdated he is with the game today. He hey. doesn't understand how. Hey, it you're is. absolutely right. But if if he somehow they they make the playoffs and they make unwritten rule bull crap. Oh, because you swing on a three. Oh, you know what I say? Throw a better pitch, son. That's what I would tell you to do. I mean, it's a position pitch. player. Right? If you, let's give uh, let's give Astadio a little leeway there. He is a position player. <laughs> I don't care. No, throw him a curveball, would you? He did throw him. They actually threw him. What looked like an Ethan. No, no. What do you say? He threw, him, he threw him, him like a forty mile an hour like. Some right. kind of ethos. Well, we got to get out of here. I know we got to go. So, By the way, Andrew Wiggins, who everybody says that is not a good player, has 21 points in this game. So mm. uh, eat your ho- eat your shorts out right there. <laughs> eat your shorts No, he loves, the, he loves Bart Simpson, man. Mm-hmm. Anyways, that's it for our show. We'll be back tomorrow, three-hour show. And hopefully, hopefully. By the way, um, I'd like to thank Jeff for joining us. Uh <laughs> Josh, uh, we have any special guests tomorrow? No? I don't think we do tomorrow. No. I'm working on other things as well in the process, but nothing tomorrow. I was going to get one today from the New York Post to get – she writes for the hockey, but she's so busy with the Islanders right now. Mm -hmm. Uh, So she has to reschedule that for when the season is over. So so she'll be on. But now John Davidson's a blue jacket again, mm. so it's like full circle. Like it's like nothing. As ever well happened. as well as he deserves. I, I think uh, I think the Rangers made a mistake, and I'm telling you, it will come back to haunt them. We the don't know back. anything about Chris Drury yet. We know nothing about this guy. I keep um, saying it. We don't nothing. We can't predict anything. I'm good telling you. I'm telling okay, you. You can't say the same thing with Mark Messier. He'll be he'll be <laughs> fired. Exactly. You can't say Messi is a good coach or not. He's never done anything. He'll fire. He'll be fired in three years. Chris Drury. Okay. He'll be fired in three years. Well, Listen, I don't know anything of anything because I don't know what Jim Dolan is thinking. For all we know, Mark, he can fire Nobody Leon knows Rose what James tomorrow. Dolan's thinking. He Mark can fire Leon Rose Messier. tomorrow. Mark no. Messier. I'm telling you right now, the Rangers are making a big mistake. Oh, they everything not the Rangers do is a mistake. I'm telling you. Mark everything Messier is the guy. Everything in your eyes, the Rangers do is the a Mark, mistake. I'm telling you, Mark Messier is the guy. Dude, you, you and the Beave agree on that saying. You should think about what you're saying before you finish it. Really? I, I think Mark Messi has deserved the job for the last three, four years. Never, he's never, ever, ever. So what? What does that mean? He was a great player. 
great. He was a great he player. He knows so the Wayne game. Gretzky. Wayne Gretzky was a bad coach. Oh, well, he's not Wayne Gretzky. And by the way, Wayne Gretzky oh, was I'm not. I'm sorry. You tell me that Wayne When Gretzky it came to scoring him and winning the big game, Wayne Gretzky wasn't good at that. And by oh, the my... way, when they oh, won all those. God. Oh, my God. Uh, uh, were you alive when Wayne Gretzky won all the Stanley Cups? Who was the MVP out of two I of those four? I was alive for those. Who was the champion? Who was the MVP of two of the Wayne four? Wayne Gretzky's the greatest hockey player of all time. I'm really going to argue Most overrated that. hockey player of all time. <laughs> mm-hmm. oh, wow. Most overrated hockey player of all time. The greatest hockey player of all time is Mario Lemieux. Okay? And I'll tell you that because I saw Mario do things that I've never seen anybody do. And, and to me, if he didn't have leukemia... Mario Lemieux would have broken the goal-scoring record, and he would have close to the point-scoring record of Wayne Gretzky. He was fantastic. That's all I'm going to say about that. And I watched both of them play live on the ice. I was actually on the ice when I watched these guys skate. Okay? Mario Lemieux, for the guy, the size and the ability and the hands that he had and how graceful he was, fantastic. What? I'm not doing inexperience again. I'm tired of it. Inexperience? What do you mean? Get me a veteran coach in here that's going to get the job done. Mark Messier. Not a veteran coach. He's never coached a day in his life. Mark Messier. Good for him. Mm-hmm. Maybe he could coach the Islanders for you if you really like him so bad. Why would they do that when they have the best coach in the NHL? Because who knows? What if maybe maybe Lou decides to step down in two years and then uh, Trot says I'm out? Trot's not leaving. Oh. Why is he going to leave when he's I'm he's just set up, saying it's to bust your balls. I'm he's just saying, why would he leave when he's set up very, very good? they got a good I young roster. He is set up very, very well. They have Trust a very me. good young roster. They're very well built. They have a very good form. By the system. way, should they still be starting Sorokin, or are you on the Varlamov train now? No, I want Sorokin. <laughs> Varlamov lost the, the second game. Sorokin won the second, first game. Sorokin didn't play great in the first it does, game. It doesn't, he made the saves when he needed to. He made some good saves. He, he made saves saying. when yeah, he needed Paul to. Yeah, kept them in that game yesterday. And, and so did Sorokin. He Sorokin kept, him... kept him in for a while, too, in the yeah. third period. The Penguins oh. had possession of the puck. You should get you and Lyle on. You and Lyle have very different perspectives on the Islanders. <laughs> Lyle's a moron. Okay. <laughs> well, you got to tell him. Oh, <laughs> yeah, really. Tell Josh something he doesn't know. <laughs> yeah, really. I mean, the, be- I mean the-, the points you were making in the car was egregious on the way to your party. It was a joke. Some of the stuff he was saying about what that uh, the Trey Turner is better, better shortstop than Lindor. Give me a break. I mean, if I, I, mean, I was, was drunk and I still gave him the answer, <laughs> <laughs> and he was baffled by it. Uh, what, what is Dude, he baffled he, about? Trey Turner, and I'm not a Lindor fan, and I think he was way overpaid. But he I, said to me when the Nationals got Josh Bell, he said, This is what's going to put the Nationals over the top. Oh, give me get a the break. batch of the World oh, Series. I said, Are you out of your flipping mind? Josh Bell hit 190 last year with 20 home runs. Are you serious? Why do, they, why do they, the Pirates got nothing for him in return? Because it's the Pirates for office, because they're the worst traders ever. <laughs> Jeff says, I, I'll take Gretzky. He was tough enough not to get leukemia. excuse my language I think on that note we should end yes we should (laughs) Uh, we'll be back tomorrow ladies and gentlemen at 9 o'clock on the button so stay tuned for that until then this is Errol Marks Joshua Silverberg and Speedy PD saying goodnight and we'll talk to you then Good night, everybody it's the Worldwide Sports Radio Network